Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and today is the WNR four four eight. We are live for AW Full Gear twenty twenty two. But luckily, I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by the entire WNR team. Up first by my side for every WWE and AEW pay per view, it is the fantastic Jaxi Scarlett. How are you doing? Yes, yes. Hello. Happy Saturday. Welcome to Full Gear, everyone. Yes, it's going to be exciting. Are you excited for tonight? I mean, AEW maybe has not been the the best in the past couple of months, but it's still an AEW Mm. paper. It still should be good. I mean, exactly. Uh, You know, we've got a lot to get into, but I mean, what's not to get excited about when you know the the, the elite are returning? (laughs) Exactly. We've got so much to look forward to. a man who is our resident NXT and New Japan expert. It is Monty. How's it going? It's going good, man. I'm, I'm holding on, taking it one day at a time. But I'm excited to be here, like you said. Full, full gear, here we are. Uh, I don't know. Uh, to answer your question before you even ask it, Am I that excited about this? I'm, it's a mixed bag with AEW pay-per-views for me. Some, you know, it's always it's usually a lot more good than negative. But, you know, I sometimes the negatives can outweigh the good. And, you know, this card kind of can come off like it's going to be long already. But we'll see. Hopefully it turns out to be a fun, if even if it is a lengthy night, a fun lengthy night. <laughs> Do you know, Monty, two years ago when you first joined, you were a lot more positive. I feel I've taken some of your fire. And I put oh, <laughs> life and you. <laughs> that is going to be a T-shirt. You know that and so do I. You know, that's going to sell. Uh, and last, but by no means least, well, Gina dreams of running away. And when she cries in the night, James whispers to her, it's okay, someday. We've got hold on to what we've got. It doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. We've got each other, and that's a lot for love. We'll give it a shot. We're halfway there. We're living on a prayer. Take my hand. We'll make it, I swear. Well, we're living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. I'm turning to William Shatner doing uh, <laughs> the tunes, but I like it. Anyway, it is Gina. How are you? Hello, everyone. It's going great. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to this, but I, I feel like I'm looking forward to it more because I get to watch it live because usually it's on a Sunday evening. So it being a Saturday, I'm super excited for this. Yeah, one of my favourite things, Tony is switching the AEW show back to a Saturday. So I'm pleased about that. And we have got a huge show tonight with Dynamite and Rampage to review, course predictions. We've got special topics as well and New Japan. But first, I got an email uh, about the sexual chemistry between two people on this very podcast. Uh, And I was very surprised. And of course, you know, as you listen... Yeah, I know. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> you know, like, not normally. And I wouldn't mention I think, you know, we, we should because it's kind of been the elephant in the room and then especially for the first few months, you know, and we talk about, you know, sexual chemistry. And, of course, the two people I'm talking about are, of course, uh, me and Monty. Now, Monty, <laughs> you knew <laughs> I was going <laughs> to mention you. Yeah, I mean, I, I was hoping it wasn't the siblings of this show, so... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think I assumed it was. Oh, I always knew it. I knew it all along. I had an inkling. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, are, are, are Gina and I in the way? Should we, should we take a step? Should, should, we, should we take a step out the room? Apparently, with NXT update, it gets uh, it gets very, <laughs> very, very mixed. I suppose but, very um... heated, very heated. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think about that, Monty? That will stop us doing the show again, won't it? <laughs> yeah. That'll just derail this entire show. <laughs> now, just play it up. I don't know. Uh, the only thing I say is that usually when I come to these shows and uh, and and talking about wrestling with you guys, uh, sex is the last thing on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know where this is. I don't know, man. This is my first time hearing about uh, any type of unknown underlying chemistry here. You, what do you think? I'm interested in what you think about this. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm, I'm you know, baffled, utterly yeah, baffled. If, if you're baffled, so am I. You know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, who would? Yeah, I don't care. You know, it's, I mean, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, yeah. That's all right. awkward at all. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, um, yeah. yeah um, so anyway. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, so we're going to move on quickly, I suppose. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> how do you move on from that? I'm not sure. Uh, but we're going to talk about New Japan, of course, Battle Awesome. Now, Monty, please help me out in more ways than once. Yeah, I know. Um, but the thing about Battle Autumn, for me, I'm kind of using it as like a one you know, show event, but it's kind of more like a three or four day tour normally, isn't it? Or am I wrong about that? You know how? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's usually how these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, same thing with the Declaration of Power. You know, it's a couple of shows up to the big show, basically. But autumn, I guess, the actual big show was uh, November fifth. So, yeah, yeah. So, and again, we have all watched. <laughs> Uh, I promise you, you know, even if you hear our faults. So we're going to talk about it uh, quickly, maybe not into the full depth. We started off with the, like I said, it's 5th of November, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, TJP and Francesco Akira versus Bushi and Titan. Is that? Yeah, yeah. you you can say Titan, but they say Titan. It's it's basically Titan. Yeah, this but, was good yeah. stuff. This was good. I've seen TJP. He was in Impact a lot the past couple of years. He seems to go to Japan, and this is he's heavily involved in United Empire uh, now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it was good stuff to start showing. Speaking of United Empire, Aaron Hanare, Gideon Gray, Mark Davis, and Kylo Fletcher defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tori Yanu, David Finley, and Alex Zane. And I got to say, Lord Gideon is living his best life. There is a man. <laughs> who I saw doing a terrible William Regal gimmick on the British Independence, you know, going wow. back eight years. And mm-hmm. I I was as shocked as anybody when he is now the Sami Zayn, as we were told at the New Japan show, <laughs> of United you know? No, seriously, though. I, he, he just really does look so out of place compared to the rest of United Empire. <laughs> when I even first um, kind of saw him, I was like, who the... Who the hell was this guy? He looked like a homeless guy with the coat that he was wearing as well. And I was just like, what is this dude? How is he even that cool enough to hang with the United Empire crew? Uh, Will Ospreay, like, I'm definitely way cooler, I think. So if 
if you needed another member, I'm right here. <laughs> well, exactly, you know, so it's a bit weird, but again, he's enjoying himself. He's like the Ellsworth of, of New Japan. Oh, <laughs> to be fair. That's closer than Sammy, though. I was like, this is such a disrespect to Sammy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, Gideon is not wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I think he's more on the Ellsworth level. He's barely Let's wrestling. Let's go with that. If you can say that. Yeah. Well, As you had... saw in this match, James, he did nothing. <laughs> no, no. They won, but he did nothing. So. No, yeah. but I tell you something, and I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but he has taught me a little bit. Uh, about Japanese pronunciation, which hopefully I can use it in a little okay. bit. Um, but not too much. I will still butcher names up until we get that point. Uh, we've got Hikileyu defeating Yurihiro Takahashi. Um, Monty, Takahashi's bunny didn't leave much to the imagination. I'm shocked. Oh, this is not PG. Yeah. That's Peter, <laughs> man. Peter, she's... Hey, man. Yujiro, I know, I know you, you were picking through the G1, but Yujiro... Uh, the Tokyo pimp, by the way, is him. He, speaking of pimping out, the Tokyo pimp is Yujiro's gimmick. So that should let you know what Peter does for a living. But uh, yeah, her interpretive dance, it, it does nothing to help him in this match as he lost in like 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, Yujiro. I mean, but, yeah. I was feeling a little bit awkward watching her just do that. I was like, girl, stop. stop. Every time. No, it, it. trust me, it used to be worse. You don't understand. Like the camera angles used to be way, way at least leave even less to the imagination. Like her interpretive dance has actually gotten tamer over the years. But yeah, no, no, no. That's that's the that's his whole stick. He's a pimp. And I, I really teacher. love that you call it interpretive dance. Yes. <laughs> that, that's what we call it. That's what we refer to it as. Is uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> between her and Miho Abe, who uh, frequents Tai Chi's side. They're pretty much the main female faces of New Japan, you know, until they start to work with stardom. So they're they're noticeable here. But yeah, Bullet Club staple at this point is Peter. Uh yeah, so it didn't do him any good. He was fighting Hikaleo. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean Hikaleo, like I said, made short work of him, then called out Carl Anderson, but the machine gum was too busy losing in Saudi Arabia. Right. Uh, to, to lose in Japan. But, they're still uh, referring to him as if he's the champion, so I, I guess it's not over, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't even confuse. The, I was confused after that, after watching the segment and them talking about it as if Carl is still there. So I don't know what's going on because they even mentioned on the broadcast that it probably would make sense for New Japan to strip him. So I don't know. And then we got the. I IW. mean, can I can I just also question the fact that like Carl Anderson like was so happy to go all the way to Saudi Arabia to lose instead of possibly having like a great match with Hikaleo. So it's like a real missed opportunity, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, but it's all, you know, it's, all, it's about the zero on the chick when it comes to the car. So. Oh, oh, for real, for real. I mean, I would be, I would be definitely, if I was Carl Anderson, I would have definitely picked the one with the bigger zeros. So I'm not trying to yeah. condone that. I'm just saying in terms of a, from a wrestling fan's point of view, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't feel like his match in Crown Jewel did anything beneficial for him. Right. Especially because he no. lost. You know, no, and I think he would have probably, he missed out on possibly a great match with Hikaleo at that point. Um, you know, it's just it's just an opinion about it, really. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. still hope we get to see that match, though, eventually. Well, no, it's the same thing with, you know, with wrestlers a lot, even with that kind of football or Monty, as you would know, soccer, mm-hmm. uh, where you get the players and they kind of. <laughs> kiss the badge and they say how much they love the club 
and then go to an do exactly the same thing. And at least with like the Good Brothers, they're going, no, it's money, right? We're not going to make up any. <laughs> we're not coming back home. Right, we're not lawyering anybody yeah, but home, this chick. We're going home to WWE with AJ. No, it's like we just want the money. Like, and again, mm-hmm. I can understand that. It's just, you know, it's a bit surprising in this climate to actually, you know, kind of tell the truth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly, hundred uh, percent. But it's, it's still confusing what they're gonna do. I really want. I'm really curious to see the future of the ne- uh, never open weight championship because uh, right now it's, it's getting held hostage. I guess. Well, we talk about the future of the World Television Championship. We had the semi-finals, Ren Navita defeating mm, Sonata. I've nearly got Ren Navita's name wrong there. But your pick, Monty. <laughs> uh, is it a changing of the guard? Because the way Navita Feels like was handled. It. Sorry, go. No, 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 you're good. No, I'm just, I'm just starting off. Like, keep going. Go ahead. No, no, I was literally just like, I've got big plans for Ren and Sonata. I know you're a huge fan, but they kind of just passed. You and too. It... This is why they, people think you have sexual ten- <laughs> tension. <laughs> <laughs> Feel it now. <laughs> no, after you. After you, kind sir. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> so I have, I, I, I have managed I, I can just notice it now. <laughs> Now I can notice it too. I'm just going to be very paranoid and, and worrying I'm interrupting something. <laughs> now I just need to start antagonizing you. I, yeah, but that'll make yeah. it worse at this point, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you yeah. think, Bugs, anyway? <laughs> but you're right. You're right about Sonata. Uh, it's seeming like they're, like you said, they're focusing more on the younger, establishing some of their younger faces. You'll see that as the night continues on and uh, or newer faces. To uh to the new Japan audience or in the Jap in Japan audience because they've been working over the last few years a lot of these people like Ring the Reader like you've been watching strong you've been able to see his progression pretty much it's funny when he was a young lion I thought he was going to end up as a super junior and he just <laughs> bumped up on me and became a mini Shibata you know, really fast but anyway uh yeah man he's definitely uh like you said they said the future of this title was going to be about establishing younger talent and you're right at this point. Sonata, I would hate that because I feel like Sonata, he he has no, he's not even been anywhere close to reaching his peak yet. But injuries and just bad luck may have sped up that process, like you said, when you have young, hungry talent like uh, Ren Narita developing as fast as he has because he's already in a prominent position in his very first Wrestle Kingdom. So, yeah. Well, the match itself nearly went 15-minute time limit. And if so, it would have been a coin toss. I fucking love How you like that? Yeah, brilliant. Just do that. Um, The other semi final, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Evil. Uh, Gina, why don't you talk some some smack about Zack Sabre Jr.? Because Monty might think it's a good match, but I'm sure you'd say about it. Oh, even Zack said it was a bad match. (laughs) (laughs) The bitterness is always going to be there. Don't get me wrong, he's a good wrestler and I, I, I'm enjoying his matches the more and more I see. Obviously, I'm still quite a noob. I've only seen a few matches um, starting from the G1 onwards. So um, it's still something to get used to. I still enjoyed it, but, you know, Zach, Zach can um, lack all he want from my liking. <laughs> well, the thing is, <laughs> I like Zach teaching Japanese people English and proper words. Oh, yes. Like wanker. Like dickhead. And dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the same young lion got a beating from Evil. Another one dressed as Zach, which led to uh, Sabre getting a head start. Uh, Zach, 
is is really entertaining. And um, all joking aside, it was a good match, and Zach shown how good he can be. Yeah, man, and just out tricked. Uh, evil is supposed to be this dark evil trickster, and every time Zach is just there to outsmart him. It's just it's it's fun to watch. This one was way a little bit more way more dramatic than the G one encounter, but I love how it played off the way the G one uh, ended up. Like, uh, because you have the prior knowledge of how their match played out in the G1, it made the way that match started and how it ended up just flow perfectly. And then we had an incredible tag match. That's not me calling it. That's what it was called. Oh, yes. Incredible tag match. Uh, Master Watto and El Desperado defeating Hiromu Takahashi and Taji Ishimori. <laughs> the junior heavyweight division still waiting on Kushida. And to be fair, I didn't know what was going on at times with partners turning on each other. But they hated his fucking underlings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is what I'm saying. It was Phil Ishimori lands a jumping knee on his partner. Uh, what an unholy <laughs> pinning Hiromu, leaving only Ishimori standing as a match ends. Um, so, but they won't do it. Will they do a four way at Wrestle Kingdom, Monty? Because again. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah, that's currently the plan. I think that's why they did this match like this. They even drew the two teams. So. They kind of did like a drawing for who his partners would be. So you saw people who don't get along have to team up with each other. Like you mentioned, Desperado and Watto fought each other basically the entire match, uh, claiming to tag each other, but just slapping each other in the face or chopping. And, and like Hiromu had to fight most of the match alone because Ishimori would not tag in. It was, it was just fantastic. One of the most unique tag matches I've ever seen because it actually, like you said, at times started to feel like the four-way was happening then. But uh, it was actually a tag match. And uh, it was, again, so unique. I, I, they did things that was just, I've never really even seen done in the format of a tag match. Because usually at some point, teams work together in some way, shape, or form. But they had no qualm about showing that they did not like each other. And I just love it. It was so smart. Yeah, they did not care. Kevin Kelly had as many mic problems as me, I think, during the commentary <laughs> of this event as well. Uh, and then up next, and like I said, I looked at what uh, Gideon Gray, Lord Gideon, how he pronounced stuff, and I think now I can actually <laughs> pronounce someone's name. So try it. I may be wrong, okay. and it may be really offensive, but I am going to try my best because we have Kenta and Jay White versus Tamatonga mm-hmm. and, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> okay, okay. Kazoo Chica Okada! <laughs> yeah. I got it, right? Yeah? Well done. Well done. <laughs> that was so good. You didn't brutalize my husband's name. Yay! Kazoo Chica Okada! <laughs> See, that's me. And you did it with, like, you know, you did it with the, um, the sort of same energy level that they have in the G1. You know, yeah. when they're, you know, just the opening part. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of what you reminded me of. Yeah. It literally, I think I've got it here. It sounds like this. King of Sports. You jump up for wrestling. Kazoo Chica. Okada. See, there you go. I, I've got this. Uh, <laughs> Progress. <laughs> Proud of you. Oh, God, so am I. 
And that's it for today's show. No, hey, well, we've still got we still got a lot more. <laughs> uh, as for the match itself, Kenta tried for a quick pin, placing his feet on the rope. Referee caught Kenta, giving Tama enough time to drop him. <laughs> now the free flow after a brief reverse sequence, Tama hit Kenta with a gun stun to win the match. And afterwards, White on the card had a stare down uh, whilst winning as well. I mean, it didn't tease the match too much at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, but I cannot wait to read Kenta's book. Uh, Jack C, I know it is your future <laughs> husband. What did you think of this tag match? I mean, it was really good. Uh, Kenta is just amazing in the ring as well, so it was just really enjoyable to watch both of them. Obviously, my bias was towards Okada, so I sulked a little bit after. Um I also thought it was a bit of a lackluster thing. I thought we might get more of a um, a bit more storytelling after the match, I, I guess, between um, uh, between Jay White and Okada. But yeah, I guess I'm I'm guess I'm wrong there. Hopefully, we'll get some uh, a a lot more sort of uh, storytelling, so to speak, uh, in the next few weeks, like kind of leading up towards Wrestle Kingdom, anyway. Yeah, and what's crazy about it as well, and it's, it's more and more things I kind of like with New Japan, to 60 days to Wrestle Kingdom, you know? So we've, like, two whole months, kind of, to build to this matchup. So, again, it builds excitement. We already know what the biggest match of the year is going to be for New Japan. Like I said, we're going to enjoy the ride there as well. And then we had the WGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, FTR. Of course, Dax Harwell and Cash were the greatest tag team in history. Defeat the United Empire, our hero, and yours, Greater Khan and Jeff Cobb. Um, and we saw our heroes clash as O'Khan and Dax came to blows in the middle of the ring. This was an excellent tag team match. O'Khan couldn't score the finish, instead opened the door for a big rig attempt, and the FTR with their victory. Gina, how good are FTR? We, they're travelling the world, just showing how good they are. I mean, I have a lot of respect for them because they're they're definitely obviously taking time away from their family, their hometowns, because they're traveling here, there and everywhere. Um, so I definitely have a lot of respect for them for that. And the fact that they always seem on top for them in every match, no matter what pr- production it's a part of, um, <clears throat> they always just, excuse me, I got frog. <laughs> um, yeah, they always just seem to smash it wherever they go. And it's always so entertaining. My, you could say I'm biased because I've met them, but to be honest, if you listen to shows before we had met them, um, you would just hear the same sort of praise come from me for the team. Uh, they do, they deserve a lot, and they deserve all the belts they currently hold, but they're just awesome. Yeah, I mean, I weren't going to mention the fact that we have met them, but yes, we have met them, I suppose. I don't know, Monty, if we've mentioned that before, I'm not sure. You always have to drop it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't recall. I don't, I don't know. It's my... This is my first oh. time ever hearing this. You guys made up. <laughs> oh, we have to tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, but this was completely different to the Rossi Open match. And of course, I hope they'll be at Wrestle Kingdom. Credit to Khan and Cobb. Of course, they will be back. But again, just great tag team wrestling. But Monty, can they become a great, you know, New Japan team? I don't think I'm wrong. I know they're a great team, but they talk about the kind of mm-hmm. run. In New Japan, does that have to kind of be longer than, you know, a, a, few, a couple of month period, if you know what I'm saying? I think if you listen to the way they speak, because they're speaking about the Steiner bros and speaking about a lot of people who, even if it was only for like tours off and on, people who spent uh, 
prominent times in Japan, tag teams like the Road Warriors, all that, who spent time in Japan. So uh, if they want to do something historic, like a lot of the things that they mentioned, then yeah, they'll probably have to stick around and actually run, you know, actually be in Japan and do a lot more. But I in their situation, it's still very unique. They're under contract. They hold other promotions, tag, tag belt. So even if I wanted them to be in tag league as much as I would, because most of the time your champions are present in these tournaments, uh, I understand that they have an obligation to Tony. They have an obligation to Ring of Honor and Triple uh, A as much as I would want them in tag league. So I can see how they measure up against some of the other heavyweight tag teams uh, and all of that. I mean, that's usually what happens, but it works. It still is fine. Whoever wins tag league is going to pl- fight FTR. So at least that's what I'm assuming. We don't even know. I don't even know if that's confirmed either, but it's so unique with their schedule because, like you mentioned before, they are multi. There are champions in multiple promotions, and it's just, you know how it is. It's always weird as long as uh, you're under contract and you're doing things like that. But they have a chance. Like I said, you got everyone know anyone who's been watching FTR, and I've been watching them since the NXT days. So I know how great those guys have been for a long time. And like you mentioned, it doesn't really matter who you put them in there with or where. They're just the model of tag team wrestling consistency. So I, I think they definitely can be one of the all-time great New Japan tag teams, but it's just, are, will they be allowed to be because of their other obligations? Will they be allowed to be because of just more business with New Japan? It will, it's, again, it's just so much up in the air with that. I don't know, but I do think as long as they have the belt, they're going to continue to show up and perform like the champions that they are because that's just what they do. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Great tag team match. And then the main event, the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship with Osprey versus Naito. Uh, we saw Naito beat Zack Sabre Jr. at Royal Quest to get this shot. Uh, we soon here to turn things back around with a quick sequence for attempting Destinino two more times. The second connected, Osprey managed to kick out, try for Stormbreaker, which Naito reversed, decided another Destino. Osprey connected with a pair of Hidden Blades, then hit Stormbreaker and pinned him to retain his title. The crowd was into everything. Great match and closing sequence. Uh, Jackson, Will Ospreay, I mean, like I said, been introduced to him this year. How great is this guy? And how good is it that he's British as well? I mean, it's just just very exciting to kind of see, uh, you know, British... British representation in in a country like Japan and you know done well um you know when we're not always we've got a lot of um uh you know ins and outs with with the WWE in America um but it's just really nice and refreshing to see new Japan wrestling but then also see some British uh wrestlers over there uh he's just always entertaining such a high flyer um I don't know anyone that even if you're not British that 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 wouldn't you know, like something about Will Ospreay um, in terms of his moveset. He's always changing it up. Um, and he just talks a lot of shit sometimes, you know? Yeah. So sometimes you actually just enjoy watching a wrestler chat shit whilst in the ring. So it, it's, it's quite a nice uh, medium, I think, especially because obviously Japan, um, they don't have as much of a, a, a loud crowd. So it just ends up meaning that you, you hear a lot more of what the wrestlers are either saying or shouting at one another and it just makes much more entertainment yeah it was an excellent main event Monty I will get your thoughts on it but also to close the show was Osprey cutting a promo and set up his next challenger he offered an open challenge at the Stardom crossover show or anybody for the forbidden door 
but it seemed no one was willing to answer. The confetti fell, and Osprey was leaving the ring. The lights went dark, and the video package played revealing Osprey's next challenger. Roughneck shows her Umino. Umino walked to the ring, stared down Osprey, grabbed the mic, but instead of answering with words, laid out Osprey and the rest of the United Empire, who stood by his side. He stood tall with Osprey's belt, and it has been confirmed that Umino versus Osprey is set. For November 20th, there's a Stardom New Japan show with the IWGP US Championship on the line. Uh, and we talked about changing the guard earlier with Enderita. Shooter here. What a reintroduction a match for him to be involved in. Yeah, man. Uh, he's, a, he's a star. I, uh, again, I, I don't... I, you don't understand how proud I was to watch him when he made that entrance. Because, again, I, if you watch long enough, you see these young lions. And you may not know who they are. They're wearing basic tights. They're out there working hard, getting their ass beat for the most of the – pretty much every match they're in, they're losing. But I remember hearing about Red Shoe's son and seeing him and watching him. He used to be pudgy. Like, he he didn't look like – the same thing I say about Ren Narita when he was just very skinny. And now Ren Narita has a muscular or athletic build. You just see all the hard work in you know what they've been doing over the last few years, and you can see it like it's just it's crazy, it's amazing to me how good he looks. It's like uh, his hero, one of his heroes, obviously Hiroshi Tanahashi, and you can see a little bit of young Tanahashi with the hair color, the style, and then he's walking around, of course, with his form, the guy who he was a young boy for, a young lion for, for, and John Moxley still carrying his Death Rider jacket. He is the roughneck. He's um, you know he's got uh, like just a confidence about him. When he walked and just like the way he he did the uh, you know I'm about to call it the paradigm shift but this Death Rider in New Japan he did uh, Moxley's finish on Osprey and all of that so again it's just to see both of those influence seeping into his character it's just such a beautifully crafted story uh, it makes me feel like they had this in the works for a long time as far as like with how they were going to bring back Shota Umino and then the fact that it's that United States title that's Moxley's belt something that he watched Moxley defend a few years ago so again. It's just so just so beautifully done. They're just so smart with the way they book things in Japan. It's just and again, I don't see you look you watch that, Jamie. You cannot tell me that Shota Umino does not look like and feel like he's gonna be one of the biggest yeah. stars in New Japan going forward. You can tell that the way they presented him and like the way they made Osprey facial expressions and all that. Because again, Osprey beat him up pretty brutally. I don't know, I forgot the exact card that was on, but he was right in front of Red Shoes. So they have a history and they have beef. So I just love it. I, I, again, just beautifully crafted stuff, and I just cannot wait to see just how far Shoulder can take it because, or Shooter can take it because he uh, is awesome, and I'm, I'm glad that the people in Japan get a chance. It's the same thing with Ozzy Open and some of the United Empire. So glad to see that some of those foreign guys who've been in strong work and art are finally over in Japan in front of those audiences to kind of get that true New Japan feel of being on the roster. So this was great, man. Yeah, and another thing I liked as well was the fact this ain't that we we've talked about, especially with Jack, uh, Jackson. You have mentioned as well with the the women's wrestling in Japan now, kind of getting a you know not more respect because obviously I know with the stardom and other promotions how good it is, but with the association with New Japan, like I said, we're going to see the US title match on the same night uh, as the like the stardom historic crossover. So it can only have been the kind of a good thing and the. Women's title yeah. will be on the line if I'm right. I mean, Monty, help me out, yeah. quickly. Because Kyrie and Mayu Iwatani. Right, Ma- yeah. Mayu Iwatani. What Monty said versus the former Kyrie Sane, <laughs> which we know. 
Mayu Iwatani. Mayu Iwatani. I mean, that's, that should be a good that should be a good match either way. Um, I'm just more excited just to see Kyrie back in a wrestling uh ring. So this will be very exciting. This will be the first time for me seeing her wrestle since be- being out of the WWE. So I'm excited to see kind of what she. Yeah, I know. I'm, I've seen like clips on Twitter, um, but I haven't actually watched a full match yet. So definitely looking forward to uh, watching this match between both women. And uh, also other uh, news in Japan. Uh, the great Muta is basically winding down his mm. wrestling career. And again, in Japan, we see this with Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, I think a couple of years ago. It was kind of like a farewell yeah. tour. Uh, and it was announced that he <laughs> he will be facing a Pro Wrestling Noah event uh, on the New Year 2023 event, January 1st at Budokan Hall. It will be <laughs> Great Muta versus Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. Uh, which yes. is incredible. I got caught out because then they announced uh, a Suzuki versus Sheamus match, and me being <laughs> such a fucking mark, wasn't sure. But it was how crazy the Nakora announcement was that kind of got me. I know I'm not going to get away with it, but this is crazy, though. Yeah, man, this is great. I mean, I, even even I, like I said, I know like what you mentioned. They uh they go on tour. They show a lot of respect to their legends. They usually let the legends pick who they would like to face in these situations too. So uh, I'm pretty sure this is one say it's kind of like his match. With, yeah, kind of like his match with Great Okan. Uh, you know, was uh, in uh, the situation he's had with him. I'm pretty sure he just wanted to get involved with him before he rode off into the sunset. It's a similar thing here, uh, and it's just awesome that he's uh, that Shinsuke is allowed to do this. He hasn't been he hasn't been in Japan. Mm wrestling wise you know very long time you know since he signed that deal so the fact that he's allowed to be in the ring with a guy like the great Muda, uh it's just man what an honor i know that is for him and just for anyone who's gonna be able to watch it i mean it's definitely uh very exciting to hear that wwe are willing to you know allow um shinsuke i'm pretty sure this is the first time that they're allowing sort of this sort of open contract where he can go and uh into another promotion just to wrestle um, I'm hoping that this is like the start of WWE opening up, um, you know, the so safe forbidden door, and and you know, especially with everything to do with Carl Anderson, um, I'd like to think that there is potential for you know even uh, some wrestlers from New Japan uh, to come over to WWE and and have a few great matches. But I'm telling you straight, if you bring Okada over to WWE and then you actually make him lose, I swear, Paul Levesque, me and you are going to have words because if you're going to actually bring Okada over to WWE, it needs to be against someone like Roman Reigns and he needs to like absolutely smash it or like be in a tag team match. So, you know, obviously it's not a title match or something. I can't but see that. would be awesome. That's what I said. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> a girl can Wishful dream. thinking. Wishful thinking. <laughs> that said, it, it does open up the door for possibilities uh, down, down the road. You know, we don't know what could happen. Uh, so we're going to move away from uh, New Japan now. Like I say, we've got... What's the next big thing, Monty, coming up? Is it the... I mean, I know we just talked about the... Yeah, the pretty Stardom much the show. crossover show. Yeah, yeah, crossover show, and then you have Best of the Super Junior and Heavyweight Tag League, which is basically their tag team, like, kind of G1 or New Japan Cup tournament, kind of, which is, that's kind of how it is. I'm trying to figure, I think it's a point system this year again, so I'm not, it's kind of going to be like the G1 instead of, like, the New Japan Cup. But anyway, 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, you have tag leagues for the junior division and the uh, heavyweight tag division. Well, I know Stardom's on pay per view, so at this moment in time, yeah. we'll wait until it drops on New Japan Well to watch. It's going to be a delay, but it'll yeah. be there, I think. Uh, yeah. So I guess the next big thing that we're going to do is like the full review of Wrestle Kingdom uh, at the start of the year. So we'll be looking to doing that. And of course, the main event for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Jay White versus Kazuchika Okada. Uh, so we'll move on now to PlayStation Fight Forever trailer. Um, there's not much we haven't seen before in commercials or gameplay videos. I think the most notable difference is the lack of CM Punk, who had been front and centre on the previous cover art and promotional materials. Uh, we've seen Kenny Omega, of course, one of the leaders of the AW Games, and recent fighter of Punk backstage, get that position with MJF looming over him. Now, Gino asks you, uh, because obviously we're all going to buy Fight Forever, I assume, but I don't think uh, we were expecting CM Punk <laughs> front and centre. Makes sense for Kenny Omega, but there's been no official announcements yet on the punk situation either. I mean, what is your actual question, James? (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you know what? I get asked a lot. Uh, What are your thoughts on the AEW game and the whole thing with CM Punk being the cover star? Would you still want him to be the cover star? Would you change him as a cover star? Who would you have as a cover star? Ricky Starks, probably. Silly question, I know. Ricky what your... Starks is a star. But no, like, I mean, if you ask me for my first thoughts on who would be a cover star, my first thought would go to Kenny Omega. Um, but that doesn't mean that I like CM Punk any less. The situation that went down happened between them. It's nothing that personally happened to me. I think it was stupid of them. But everybody makes mistakes, you know. So I've got nothing personal against CM Punk. I think he may be shot as shit a little bit um, because if he if his attitude really is the way that it's been described to be backstage, then he's kind of dug this kind of grave for himself where no one really wants to be in his company. Um, and he clearly brings a negative atmosphere around him. So I can see the downside for, for Punk, but that still doesn't mean that I rate him any less as a wrestler. Um, but I do feel like right now out of the two if I had to choose a cover star it would be Kenny right, so this is a question I'm going to ask proper. I'll ask everybody here because Jack C I think you were talking about CM Punk and uh, what side were we on compared to him and Colt Cabana you know oh yeah yeah uh, yeah um, it's just it, I think it, it's such a strange one because you know there, there, there was um, there's a real sort of disappointment in terms of how everything has gone down and how everything has been handled. Um, there's a certain level of pro- professionalism everyone should have, whether it's within their job, whether or not it's, you know, on TV, uh, whether or not you're live. Um, I, I don't think that uh, Punk showed any level of professionalism during that press release. Um, and, and, and this is exactly what, why it's kind of gotten to this sort of stage. Um, that there's not really a sort of side that I, I want to say that I'm taking at all, but from, from sort of a standpoint of the company itself, Kenny Omega has been a, a, the face of AEW for since it's, you know, kind of originally started, well, one of the faces. So it understandably makes a lot more sense to have had him on the cover. Um, when, when the fight forever, uh, uh, 
promo picture came first came out was CM Punk on. I I'm a CM Punk fan, but I still was like, why is Kenny not front and center? Because in 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 terms of out of both of the two, Kenny's held the company the longest. Kenny's helped carry the company the longest. It 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 just strategically makes more sense, you know. Um, yeah. so. I don't really have an issue with the change in this because um, I personally didn't think that CM Punk had done enough in AEW to have earned him like sort of front of and spent a center spot in the first place. I mean, I imagined he would be on, he would have been on the cover, uh, but now that he's kind of been replaced, it does make you think whether or not we will be seeing a punk character in the game. So that's, that's a bit of uh, intrigue uh, when it comes to sort of the uh, games. I was about to say, if CM Punk has his way, his downloadable character would probably be worth like $100. You know, he'd be like, you can have me in the game, but you have to spend Microtransactions, <laughs> yeah, get everyone to, to actually buy me individually. I'm sorry, Punk, I love you, but I am not buying any wrestler separately <laughs> from that game. So if you're not in that game, I'm not playing as you. Uh, Monty, do you reckon CM Punk will be in the game in itself? And whose side are you on? You know, whose side are you really on? Is it Punk Cabana? Mm. <laughs> I'm on my own side. <laughs> I have no clue about whose side the people. Good answer, Monty. Good answer. Yeah, I can't do that. I don't. Again, at the time when all this stuff happened, yeah, I was definitely pissed at Punk because, like I said, the way he went about this. If you have a problem with somebody, you want to do this. They could have did all of this having nothing to do with this press conference, and who knows? Who knows right. how this happened? Even if we may not even ever found out anything. But with the press conference, with everything, Tony Khan couldn't actually step up and actually True. cover the mic and tell his yeah, stop him to shut the fuck up. So <laughs> Please change the line of questioning. Anything, don't just sit <laughs> yeah. there. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's just it got out of hand, and I do blame that on Punk, but I don't. I'm not against them, or I'm not on the other side because whatever. You know, people are frustrated. I understand wanting to venture frustrations and all that, but again, it's just a way to do things like you mentioned earlier, Jackson. And as far as him being on the, the cover, uh, I agree. Kenny Omega has literally been right next to Aubrey and whoever else was over the AEW game section from the very beginning. So it actually just made more sense from the beginning to keep Kenny in that situation. But I do understand marketing. They think more people will, who may not even be knowing anything about anything will recognize Punk's face. So it's like, why let's put Punk right here, even if he's not, you know, uh, like you said, as important or prominent in AEW yet. He is a big name. Every, people recognize him. They'll buy it just off the sight of, oh, this is CM Punk. Oh, I didn't know he wrestled here. I guess that's what they were thinking. But either way it goes, it does yep. make a lot more sense in my pro- – it makes more sense to me if you stick with Kenny because, again, like you mentioned – He's been carrying the flag longer, and honestly, uh, it's a video game cover. So, I mean, I, you know, it's not that important. <laughs> yeah. It's not like AEW, the movie. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not that big. It's not big. <laughs> I'm on CM Punk's side. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you're a star. Well, we always knew you were a little bitch, though. You love to, you love to always just side. <laughs> Go to AEW. Make them free, big gates. You make them people actually watch the show. You know, no one's watching Dynamite before Punk joined. Who knew? You know, like who knew what AW yeah. really was? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like he's come and changed it in a year. Look how, how much good he has done. You know, in a year. Dynamite yeah, right, has right, never well, been start, stronger. Start feeding off the list. Come on, the rate is better. The, the 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 talent on the show. 
I mean, it's not Punk's fault that talent doesn't get booked for five weeks. As long as Jericho gets his weekly segment, that's what brings money in. Yeah, I think people will be harsh on AEW. You know, of course no one watches Rampage. So, again, why would we care about booking it as well? You know, it's just not, it's all, it's all the fans' fault. That's, that's what it is. That's why I blame. Uh, Oh, and cult because we know cults, you know, whatever it is. But um... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've made a point there. Excellent. Let's talk about uh, another thing now. Whilst I'm on fire, and well, oh, Jaxi, no. it's you. You were mentioning earlier uh, about someone maybe oh, making did... a special date in November. Oh yes, yes. So we did definitely get a sort of social media presence. A short clip video of the lovely Mercedes, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, um, just talking about uh, looking forward to some form of specific date uh, in November. And it's definitely led to some some theories going on around Twitter. But I've been asking uh, uh, Monty, uh, Gina and James uh, what they think, what dates they think that, that that could be. You know, could it be today's date? Uh, could it be next week Saturday which I think is the 26th could it be before Mm -hmm. then you know so there's definitely some possibilities here um, that I'm I'm very excited to hear more about you know well I'm I'll go first obviously and I as not like everybody else wants to see her signed with AEW and have matches on Elevation on YouTube on Monday (laughs) I I, I think (laughs) I don't want to see her booked well, you know, in catering most week with Ruby, Soho, wherever she's going now, you know. There's no um, way they're going to put Mercedes in catering. They would that. not. You that, say no. They will work her next Ruby. to Renee for no reason to get on TV. They will have her put on, they'll put her on commentary for Chris Jericho's matches. Just right. To have. Just to have her on there every week. <laughs> She'll be coming out. They'll ask her to just walk in the background of all of the promos that ev- that everyone is having backstage, just so that there's a presence there. Can you make? She's gonna run in during make every the women's segment. Yeah, yeah make, make the same in every match. That's what you've got to do. What you, you don't want to run? No, look, there's already like three women's matches on pay per view. No one's gonna be interested if we have any more. <laughs> All right, and one of them's got to be at least four minutes long. We can't have it going oh, no. three ma- matches at ten. You know, um, I think she'll be wasted in WWE. What they're going to do? Put me in the main event of WrestleMania again? What? What? They, what do they? Know? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I know it sounds really bad, but there's just no way on earth that I'm kind of interested in seeing you know Charlotte versus Sasha again. I'm just like, no, just give give a fresh breath. We need a fresh. Mm. Uh, well, yeah. Monty, well, I think EO and Sasha. I think EO and Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a couple matchups we've never seen uh, in that. But yeah, I, I mean, like you said, based on the women's divisions in general, I guess maybe uh, as far as the main roster go, you would probably lean that way. But you know, AW's work, they're trying, you know, they're definitely trying to build up something. They just need to be, you know, they're not the deepest, like you mentioned. And like you said, finding time on that show is already tough. So. 
It, it's weird. I don't know, man. Like I mentioned earlier, I don't have a clue what Mercedes is doing. She has the wrestling world, the world in general, because she could be talking about a special date to drop a fashion line or just modeling. Who knows? Exactly. At this point. Like she can take over the world. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. She she maybe there's a special date of a new trailer that's about to drop, and she's, right. It's you know something new from there as well. well so you never know. Season three. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's right? genius, though. It's genius marketing because yeah. all the wrestling fans are going to run to whatever you post and try to exactly. see. So it doesn't really matter. Like, she just, like I said, she's taking advantage of the fact right now she has all the leverage in my opinion. And you know what? So she should be. She's got so much talent. And, you know, regardless as to whether or not yeah. she does eventually end up in, in another wrestling promotion again um as much as i would like to see sort of like her in a fresh setting uh facing new opponents that we might not necessarily have seen if she stayed on wwe i will be very grateful just to see her in a wrestling capacity again but she also has so many other commitments now i'll just be kind of happy to see what she's doing in, in with with herself at the moment um i'm excited to see what's next for her yeah no whatever happens is going to be really really good um, like I said, Gina, what about you? What are your thoughts on this whole situation? I don't know. The situation's very like omni. Is, is it omnius? The word situation. Yeah, anyway, it um, it's, it's very yeah. It's just it really <laughs> could be anything because there's two events sort of within this the next two weeks of November. She could be alluding to either. So I want to get my hopes up and say she's going to come to AEW. But it actually just could be her return to WWE next week. Or again, it could be some trailer that she's debuting in for something. So I don't want to get my hopes up and be like, it's definitely AEW. But if it is, I'll be gleaming for the rest of the night. It'll be interesting to see. what. I mean, if they do that, then I might actually have some hope with the AEW women's division if... if they managed to get such because such banks like I said under yeah considering they brought in that Madison Rain girl and she ain't done fuck all apart from get her ass kicked like I thought she was actually supposed oh, to be yeah. helping the, like, no, the, 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 the she's a coach I don't know what they brought her in she's supposed to be a coach what the fuck is she done Monty trying to break Athena's neck I don't know right? I, anybody <laughs> oh good injured wrestlers that's, she's working for Impact. They, everyone Taking says that, that she's like the coach, so she's obviously training and like back, backstage with all sort of new talent and things like that. But <laughs> I, this may sound, sound bitchy, but when I watch her wrestle, she just looks very basic. Honestly. So you would think if this is a coach, <laughs> no, if this is a coach <laughs> or a trainer, you would expect her to be high caliber. Yeah, I think my sister is trying to say like when she means basic, she means like there's no real like personality or presence in the ring that 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 keeps that attention on her. You know, I mean, look at Rampage. Look at Rampage just gone. Like you had her versus Athena, but everyone talk about Athena kicking her ass and then Mercedes coming out. No one talking about whether or not Madison was okay or not. She just rolled herself out the ring and then like was gone. Seriously, <laughs> like watching Impact for a couple of years with Madison Rain and then hearing yeah. she suddenly go, "Really? Like they picked really? her?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wait, was she was she big all... in Impact? No, she was like was tag team champion with Tennille Dashwood, and luckily, like I said, Emma's doing well now with uh, the Romance Angle on SmackDown, which is great. 
Uh, oh, good. So they were awkward. tag champions. Awkward. And then, yeah, they all gone to shit. Such an awkward segment. Let's not go into that conversation because that was just awkwardness. It's just horrible what's happened to both of them since they were Impact Tag Team Champions. Sometimes just stay where you are. You know what I mean? It's, you get a bit more respect. But uh, we'll get on to we'll get into that with Madison Rain because we've got to look back at Dynamite and Rampage and. Yeah, it's not been an easy ride, guys, so we're going to try and do this. I'll say as quick as possible, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Uh, we start October 18th with um, Title Tuesday, calls Dynamite on a Tuesday, and then everybody fanboy with the AEW versus NXT. Oh, the Wednesday Night Wars and now the Tuesday Night Wars. They're great. Uh, we see Dev Triangle, their trio's title by beating Best Friends. Ray stopped Pack using the hammer. Tony Storm defended the interim world title against uh, Hirokura Shida. A Storm Zero secured a successful title uh, defence. Bitbreaker, Jamie Hayter, Rebel hit the ring and attacked the babyface only for Soraya to make the save. She brawled with Baker. Moments later, Riho made a return. Remember her? And fought with the Hills. Uh, pleasant surprise having this match here. But imagine Dynamite with two women's matches. I know I'm a dreamer. But just imagine a world <laughs> where that could happen. Eh? This yeah. is in an earlier time slot, too, so I was shocked. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I okay. There might be one. There might be one wedged before the main event, but unfortunately not. Right. Nope. Uh, MGF Regal in ring promo. MGF saying he's going to be a superstar. Tell this story about his tryout. Uh, to be fair, MGF, get over your fucking selves. If we all got up. My emails, I wouldn't be doing this show weekly, all right? So don't tell me uh, about this. Yeah, and if Regal quite rightly said, if a bloody email is what it took, he held on for it, then it's too bloody easy. Uh, Regal was really, really good here. Ring of Honor World Championship, Dalton Castle lost to Chris Jericho. I hate the Ocho. It reminds me of Dodgeball on a channel that was on. Of course, I love Dalton. And the boys. Hager didn't. Uh, Jerry yeah. got tombstoned by Jericho. And in the main event, John well, Moxley... took his hat. He should not have touched his hat. <laughs> yeah. Do not touch that purple hat. It's <laughs> ugly, but don't touch He it. loves that hat. <laughs> no one cares about Jerry Lynn. You see, that's the problem. We were more worried. Right? <laughs> no one cares. Just get dropped on his head. I didn't hear anyone telling me anything about it. <laughs> uh, I was like, is he okay? The commentators didn't even bring it up again. I was like, dude, move on. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we, we've got numbers to replace him. It doesn't. Just throw him on a heap. Put him in a skip. We'll replace him with uh, just, just Steve Carino. Just the ring and everyone will pretend he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just move on. Uh, so we had John Moxley defending the AEW World Championship against Hangman Adam Page in a brutal match. Uh, the ending, though, was a clothesline for Moxley, left Page motionless. I'm glad they replayed it three or four times before the doctors came out <laughs> to check on him. It's slow motion. <laughs> it's slow motion. Right. Like, look at him break his neck. Like, yeah, Is someone coming out, like... Why are we getting this repeated? Are we? Can you? Can the commentators at least let us know if someone's on their way to see if he's okay? <laughs> well, he wasn't, and it looked really, really bad. Moxley cut a promo, wishing the best for Page, and MGF came out uh, vowing to cash in at full gear. And the champion in the show, but to prove getting in the ring with him is as dangerous as it gets for anybody. True that, asked Adam Page, but 
page is <laughs> all right. Uh, just taking it slow there, but it seems to be okay. Uh, with the ratings as well, Dynamite did beat NXT. And then on to Rampage, October 21st. The Acclaimed retained their tag titles and got a scissor me back by beating Josh Woods and Tony Nice. Devari offered fake money to Hook before passing out to Red Rum. What was it? Did anybody see this fake money? Did, Monty, does money look like that in America? Because that was Monopoly money, surely, Devari had. <laughs> That's not what you use. It was obviously a prop, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Unless your cash know, is like know. paper. Like, <laughs> like A4. Fold it up. Like, that. seriously, it did look like prop money. I'm not lying. Yeah. Trust fund, fake fund. How you doing? <laughs> well, Hook definitely How needs competition for his FTL 50W title. I know. Will O'Nightingale beat Leela Gray? Jay Cargill tried to hijack the show until Nyla Rose returned her TBS title, but Rose just stole her car instead. Uh, the main event saw Orange Cassidy put the all Atlantic title on the line. Roosh and Vance in the triple threat match. Of course, Cassidy able to retain. Rampage again. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> There's no positives uh, from it at all. October 26th, Dynamite. Garcia and Jericho lost to Claudio and Utah. With Claudio pinning the Ocho in the night's second match, our boys FTR battle former champs Keith Lee and Swerve for a shot at the acclaimed titles, and we thought, yes, FTR finally going to be put on top of the AW Mountain. So they rightly deserved, but no, the Gun Club. <laughs> yes, that's right, the Gun Club uh, came <laughs> out and helped Swerve and the Glory steal the win. Why did the FTR continue to be shut out of the tag, tag title picture to the point that it diminishes the legitimacy of these titles? Um, again, I might be wrong. And I don't know, Monty, if we've mentioned it, but because we've met them, we might be a little bit biased. But does FTR not actually facing for the AEW tag titles devalue the championship and create questions about backstage politics? I mean, I, I feel like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm biased. I want an unbiased opinion. Okay, so unbiased. You won't mind. Okay, got you. So, obviously, <laughs> it's, 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 like, I, I can't really make it. Like, they even mentioned in their own damn rankings, they've been number one contender for like eight months, it feels like. So, I mean, like. So they finally lose this match. They get screwed, obviously. But it's another thing, too, that bothers me so much about this. When you have them not at least be either fighting for the belts or, you know, whatever the situation is, or you have them lose in this situation. Now, like, doesn't that automatically place their their tag titles that they already hold? Like, we already think about most of those Ring of Honor belts as secondary belts anyway, if you even acknowledge a lot of them. Like, yeah, they're belts, but, like, how much value to the AEW roster do, the, do, the, do those other promotions belts have? And it's just like when you have the the best from New Japan, the best from Ring of Honor, the best from AAA, so that means they're one of the best teams in the world, and then you just cannot get them in the ring with your with your other best team that has your world tag titles. It just doesn't make any damn sense. And the longer it goes on, the more questions people ask. So I, I don't know why they, they just say – I don't know. I don't, I, I don't want to assume it's because – Last time I heard, FTR hasn't hasn't been 
hasn't renewed or, or agreed that they were going to renew, but that don't even make sense. Like, why why should that affect their booking? So, I, I don't know. Well, weirdly preach, enough... Preach, Monty. Preach. I, I don't want to break their word for what they told us. And I don't even know if I mentioned it or not, either on the pod or if I should. But when we did speak to them, they said their AEW contracts were up within six months. Again... See, so it feels like that. Like that's yeah. the only reasonable reason that you have is that it's expiring and you don't want to put it on them. But I, I just don't understand. I, I, it's really I mean, but then that, that also then also uh, kind of brings up another issue if that is the case. Because yeah. you've had FTR contracted to you this whole time. You didn't once put the fucking belts on them. What is wrong with you? Well, they had the belts once, but quickly. Yeah. They had a Nissa no, run, right? Yeah, but yeah. Not, not when they're on this no, not desert, of, like, no. hot run. But know? yeah, yeah not since this run, they, they've been on most of this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. It's also and a very missed opportunity that you don't know whether you're going to get again in the future with them. It's a missed opportunity to make them, you know, four-time champions, like, with all the different belts that they've got. But, it's yeah, like, you know fans want it, you know they want it, you know it's great for the show, but it feels a bit like a bit move. Yeah, and then again, imagine the pop. Imagine the pop as well. I'm not talking about AEW, but if you work out the months, if at WrestleMania the Usos have, like, either an open challenge or whatever it is, and it gets answered by FTR, imagine the pop of their return to WWE you know, win or lose there. Oh, damn. That would just, yeah, that would just go hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can have a face FTR run. Because I wouldn't want the revival back. Like I said, fuck the revival. Have FTR a proper yeah, baby no, face run in WWE. Top guys. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Good. No, it sounds great. I, I'm glad I'm not biased. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think, and that's the scary part. And they claim they're very popular, and they're deservedly so of their popularity. But even the fans who are talking about scissoring, they know that FTR is the best team, or at least <laughs> needs to be in the ring with people who are the tag champions. Everyone knows, except Tony, I guess. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck Tony. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying now. Uh, we got MJF gave us back. Khan. Khan. Everyone loves Tony Schiavone. Schiavone. So it's not Schiavone. We're on oh, about. Yes. We're on about Khan here. Please do not send death threats because I did not mean Tony Schiavone. Uh, I said, fuck Tony Khan. Uh, that's fair enough. Um, Jeff gave Babeface promo to Renee. Danielson beat Sammy Guevara. Uh, Jamie Hayter Rio. That's good Rio came back then. The AEW World Championship. John Moxley uh, beat Penta. After the match, we had The Firm come down with Beatdown. The Hills then turned their attention to MJF leaving him blind to close his shows. The greatest team continues to dangle the idea of a baby fest salt of the earth. And I don't understand it, because Gina, we don't fucking want this. We want Moxley versus MJF as the hill that he is, not shit is at the moment. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, because I'm not. It's still very a very entertaining storyline, and I'm enjoying it. But it's really hard for me to take MJF as a, as a face. I I don't know if I like it. Shit. I really don't. It's just yeah, it doesn't it, it doesn't feel right. It. 
I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I've got my theory about this, which we'll dive into a bit more once we get into discussion about uh, the pay-per-view tonight. But I don't see it going that way, sis. No, definitely. But, like, just getting the little glimpses that we have been getting on the show, you know, him sort of being interviewed backstage and trying to be all, you know, positive rather than his usual self where he's just slagging off the hometown all the time. It's just hard not to see that. And I, I kind of want to laugh a little bit. Like, oh, he's taking the piss. He's taking the piss being this nice. You know, I just can't see it. So, yeah, it definitely shouldn't stay that way. It shouldn't. Well, we get on to Rampage, my birthday edition. Mox wrestled again, beating Daddy Magic. 13-96, and 96, Serpentico surprisingly lost to Keith Lee in seconds. I didn't think it would <laughs> was be... <laughs> Exactly. 13 and 96, you're going to put the cunt against Keith Lee. And you're going to make me think. <laughs> is, that his actual, Listen. is that his actual stats? 96. 13 and 96. Oh, having the ultimate underdog story. He is the best jobber I've ever known. He works yeah, hard at his goal. What a and he loses with great style, okay? I'm trying to find any way to give Sir Petico a compliment because bless that man. Well, at least we every time. At least we're getting worthwhile matches on Ramp. You know, uh, the Olympics one was going to be interviewed by Tony Schroni, but he claimed came out to interrupt. This led to a video with Swerve really had Billy Gunn tied up. He began to torture Billy with a pair of pliers until Max Caso and Anthony Bowens ran off to find him. Lee was left speechless. Uh, I suppose the only good thing about this is that they were concentrating more on the hands and the scissoring rather than his own gimmick, old gimmick, Mr. Ass. Because that would have been a very different video. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the camera angling. I was like, oh, God. This... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want... I'm a self What a sadistic term, by the way. <laughs> Like, I understand being mad, Swerve, but really? Yeah. He's mad? Oh. Okay. This Swerve, Monty, you know how much I love Swerve, but it's yes. like this Swerve that is coming out of this moment. It's just like, if AW, I can hear myself pissing and moaning in like six to 12 months of going, why have they not done anything, Swerve? Why have they not put any championship on him? Why have they not done anything? I'm hoping against it. Uh, Tay Mello beat the great Madison Rain. Uh, AW <laughs> Matt Tavern. Had a big opportunity. What the fuck happened to Matt Tavern? I'm looking at this now. What happened to them? Yeah. The kingdom. Like, <laughs> what, what you yeah. mean? Uh, he, he, he do look different. I, I must admit. They're not here. I don't know where they've gone. Like, I know they debuted because they were Impact Tag Champions, came to AEW, and they're just looking back. Yeah. Going, We've lost them. We have lost them in transport. Or something like that. Wasn't it just like a one off, or did they have. Some contract. You never know. That's what I don't like about the Ring of Honor stuff, man. You never freaking know. I don't know anything. I remember him, yeah. Uh, We took on Wardlow. He, of course, lost. Powerhouse Hobbs walked to the ring for a distraction. So Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. Could attack Samoa Low from behind. The show ended with Cage and Hobbs holding up the Ring of Honor TV and AWTNT titles. They would change that idea soon. Uh, November 2nd, 
<laughs> this is fucking brilliant. <laughs> this is brilliant. Darby oh, Allen yeah. lost to Jay Lethal <laughs> thanks to fake Sting. Right? So, fake mm-hmm. The best part, actually, was Darby... Do your ban- best back, huh? Well, Darby bouncing off Sing when he tried to dive on him. That actually really made me laugh. Yes. Uh, best but... part of the whole thing. <laughs> That's <too> funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Run to a bouncy castle, just doing. Uh, but, of course... The man didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> we had fake Sting, real Sting returned, only for Double J. That's right, Jeff Jarrett. And anybody forgets... <sighs> That is J E double F J double R E double T with a guitar shot to Darby Allen. Flashbacks to WCW in 2000. Uh, And apparently, (laughs) as well, he is the new director of business development. Uh, (laughs) What the fuck? Oh, no. What the fuck (laughs) is this? Monty, what the fuck is this? Oh, my goodness. We talked about Carl Anderson earlier. You want to talk about a mercenary when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> Just, it doesn't matter. Jeff Jarrett is always available, it feels like. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I, I don't know. I didn't see this coming. Uh, especially with the, he's always available. I don't understand. Like, even with the Ric Flair match earlier this year, like Jeff Jarrett is always, <laughs> he's always available. He's like he's free for whenever they need him. Uh, I don't, you know, it, I don't even really know how to feel about it. It was, it was shocking, and all of that. So I guess for that value, it was cool to see. But uh, yeah, he like, was what, again. What was the real purpose for 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 it? Like money, uh, printing money, yeah. that fake yeah. money. Okay, <laughs> okay, but like you know, from 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 Tony's point of view, I don't what, know. What man. You a big impact man? <laughs> we got rid of we got rid of punk. Let's get the second best thing in. Let's get a Jared. <laughs> right. The global force and yeah. TNA legend. Like he's just he's he's never left companies worse off like, than when he did He looks like he's in great shape. He looks like he's in great shape, but it's not exactly like Jeff Jarrett is gonna come out being AEW champion, is it? So well, the, the like, thing is, the... no. He's like when he calls himself eleven time champion, like I watch a lot of wrestling, but even I'm going, really? Like, four titles at WCW when it was a sinking ship under your mate Russo, and then giving yourself right. another seven. Like, I don't... Right, you booked this last <laughs> six and leave. <laughs> you were in charge, yeah, you gave yourself... Look, that's a spoiler review right there, Monty. That's what. That's exactly what he's coming into AEW to do. Add that next belt, you know, get that number 12. Right. Well, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, well, well, Other than on. the matchup with Sting, I have no clue what the future Jeff Jarrett role on TV is. We need Jarrett versus, like, Dustin Reynolds or something like that. Daddy, daddy ass taking it on. Uh, right, daddy yeah, ass. Yeah. Like era matches now with the tag big show. Mark Henry, Fuck it, put Taz back in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine him trying that. That'd be brilliant. Actually, I would pay to watch Taz. <laughs> you know, you could do a similar situation like the the Mysterio storyline, putting him with Hook. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, having him beat FTR. My dad. Oh no! <laughs> Taz and Hook. 
defeats FTR. Oh no! Nah. I'm <laughs> about to say they called him like Team Team Took. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> has. No, they're going to be they're going to be they're going to be Taz Took. <laughs> Team Taz Took. It's the triple T's. Uh, <laughs> oh no! We'll move on. Uh, John Moxley beat Lee Moriarty. Ethan Page the chat the, attacked the champ afterwards. I'm guessing that's not calling cool anything. Uh, the claim celebrated Daddy Arse's Billy Gunn's birthday uh, in an amusing segment. I mean, it's a little more than an excuse thing in, like I said, them to come out. FTR uh, were teasing a championship match. The gun club got involved. Didn't FTR lose to Swerve in our glory? So why are they coming out and asking for a match a week after they've just lost? <laughs> I'm not going to the match, but hey, at least it made up for it. Yeah, because... but didn't, didn't Swerve cheat during that match, though? Yeah. It was a low blow, so, and, and, yeah, and we had exactly. the guns there. So, yeah. It's That's like probably the only issues, explanation you know? we have for this. Yeah. 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 Issues, but not with Swerve. Like, the commander talked Tony. <laughs> so, we've got problems with this booking. And much was made about the former Ring of Honor champion who would step up. We were wondering if it would be Nigel McGuinness or someone good. Uh, but it was Colt Cabana. Excalibur referred to Colt. As Marsha Cabana's baby boy uh, called mm. a jab at CM Punk about sharing a bank account with his mother. Colt lost, but hey, at least he's got a job. Uh, Hager got cramp, which is probably the most entertaining bit of the match. And then Jericho broke Ian's glasses. Bastard. Uh, so what do we think? I mean, Jackson, what do you think of Colt Cabana coming back? Is this them saying to us, this is who we've picked? Yeah, this is definitely them being like, um, you know, just giving the middle finger to CM Punk a little bit. Uh, you can't, you can, you can just see it blatantly right there and then. Um, I mean, I wasn't overly um, excited at seeing Colt again. Please don't get me wrong; I have nothing against the guy. I've just never, not, not been a huge fan of his wrestling either. Um, whether or not that's just, you know, not kind of giving him enough screen time or what, like even when he was in the Dark Order, I just kind of felt like he was like, you know, he, he kind of faded into the background with, even when he was in the Dark Order, you know. Um, I'm not I'm not really sure I get his character or personality when it comes to wrestling, but he needs to have a lot more of a stronger presence because I, I wasn't, um, you know, overwhelmed with excitement at, at seeing him, I just kind of looked at it like, oh, this is a CM Punk dig. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, like, it's great to see him back and, you know, back in a wrestling ring again as well. Um, do I think that's going to last? No, I think that he'll fade back into the background again. So I don't really feel much when it came to his match. Yeah. I kind of knew he was going to lose. Whenever I see Hulk about it, I, I'm sorry to say, but I do forget that he's Colt Cabana because I think he's Cutie Marshall. Yeah, and that do you know what? That's quite disrespectful for Cutie. So, so I would say, yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh but no, Colt. Don't get me wrong. You know, you know, he has had a career, but the thing is, is like, yeah, there's just I've got history, so maybe I'm not the right person. But there is saying stuff about him, I just it's not likable. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, 
Go on, Monty. Like, t- tell us what you know about Colt Cabana. <laughs> well, again, I'll try to be the only positive one. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, the only one, apparently, who hasn't heard any of the bad stuff until now. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. I didn't know that was the opinion. I will say this, as far as his in-ring work, he's similar. It's funny you say QT because they're kind of in a similar like a- area of their career of they're kind of like teachers and like like he's more of his value is more of like his knowledge and what he's because he's done this a long time when it comes to Colt at this stage of his career so I'm not expecting a mad classic from Colt but I have seen him be able to <laughs> cut it on like and like he has a comedic style that's another reason why some people don't like it it's really it's not like physical or anything that most people will be used to so uh, it, it, a lot of what you mentioned too, Jackson, is like you mentioned. You he he disappeared in the background because most of the dark order disappeared <laughs> to the to the background when it comes to AEW. <laughs> yeah. Like they he's never really had prominent time to show any of the things, the qualities that he's shown in the past in Ring of mm-hmm. Honor. But I do understand yeah, what you guys yeah. so mean about dis- this particular moment. Yeah. It makes sense. I'm with you. This wasn't the I'm most exciting stuff. Like- I'm not just condoning that he's not got talent um, when he's in the ring. And I do still think that, you know, this is down to like poor booking as well. Um, But from what I've seen of him, I'm not overly impressed. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't jumping with excitement to see that he had made his return. I just more so saw it as, oh, this is Tony Khan being a prick. (laughs) Right. You know, like to CM Punk, like throwing in the way CM it was Punk done, like that. presents it yeah. that, that way too, because it wasn't really exactly. much any build up to it or anything. It was just a stock type of thing exactly. where he comes, have a match, and then he goes away, like you mentioned. So, how could you yeah. be invested when they're not they're not giving you much to invest in other than exactly. a predictable loss it's to Jericho? Also, not his fault because of that. <laughs> yeah, but he's a, he's got lots of the thing about Carl. It's going to be a longer conversation, but. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. We'll move on from that, and we'll come back to it at, at another point in time. Uh, we're yeah, gonna... so you can just bury Colt Cabana for a whole show. <laughs> bury him. <laughs> and he's had enough of that. No, I'm just playing. I'm playing. This is the thing. It's like, yeah, we know him as CM Punk's ex-friend now. <laughs> so like, yeah. That's what he's become. It's the most notable thing he got going for him, He allowed him to him, I guess. do that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. and anyway... Uh, anyway, we'll move on. All <laughs> AEW All Atlantic Championship: Orange Cassidy, Luchasaurus versus Ray Phoenix. An appearance from Jake uh, Jack Perry led to the downfall. Luchasaurus left Cassidy battle Phoenix, which he retained after an Orange Punch. Pack attacked, freshly squeezed only for New Japan Pro Wrestling Shibata to make the save. Now I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Shibata. But he's only wrestled twice mm-hmm. since suffering a brain bleed after a 2017 New Japan match. He spends right. most of his time running the New Japan Pro Wrestling show in Los Angeles. I hear about him loads obviously because I watch Strong mm-hmm. um, every week. 11 months after he faced Renda Rita, who we've mentioned already, at Wrestle Kingdom 16, which was his first standard match in five years. His other match was a five right. minute uh, ex- exhibition against Zack Sabre Jr. where he didn't take any bumps. His next one will be for the All Anti Championship this Friday on the fourth. <laughs> oh, freaking <laughs> really! <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Now, I know he wanted a match with Orange Cassidy, but yes, have a little bit of match. respect for the man. 
Right? And also, do you, I, don't, I don't think people in AEW understand the, the privilege that was. Like you mentioned, he had he hasn't even wrestled a legit contact match in Japan since this since the major injury happened. Like besides the ten minute stuff with Ren Narita. So the fact that people were uh, you know able to get this treat of this unique matchup never before seen that just shows you how much Orange Cassidy uh, left an impression or impressed Shibata. Because again, for him to want to do this and not care that it's a match that. You know, like you said, just a regular TV match and not giving maybe the respect that he would deserve, you know, and all that. But again, certain American audiences not may not know all of that. But that's AW's job, in my opinion, to make to let them know that. But it is what it is. You know, I, you kind of just roll with the punches when it comes to this New Japan and AEW relationship. And I just think, right, that felt more like a favor to Shibata because he really wanted to to wrestle Orange Cassidy. That's what it felt like to me. Uh, but it was still awesome to see, though. I must admit, to have him on in American soil, and like I said, just to have him doing that in general was a was a privilege. Because again, like you mentioned, his career was over. It's much like uh, we will be talking about with Soraya later. You know, career was over when it comes to at least it was definitely unclear at the most. Like that's why he became the LA Dojo coach. So yeah, uh, it was awesome to see. But yeah, definitely weird the placement of it when you think about, like I said, the fact that he hasn't even had a match in New Japan that wasn't, like you said, at Wrestle Kingdom or for a special cause. So we'll see. <laughs> it's such an AEW move. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jay Cargo went to 41-0 and zero versus Marina Shafir. Nala Rose did commentary with Vicky on the mic. That worked really well. In the main event, Samoa Joe beat Brian Cage. Wardlow saved Joe from a beatdown but got spine busted by Hobbs. Rampage on the 4th of November. JR welcomes us to Dynamite. <laughs> Which, oh, good old JR. Uh, Mike Tyson joins commentary. Mm, Mike, knew, Mike knew who Shibata was. It took two orange punches, but Cassidy Altman kept him down for the free count, free count to retain his title. Shibata showed respect with a handshake, so Cassidy gave him another pair of sunglasses. But like we say, so weird this was on Rampage. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter beat Madison Rain and Sky Blue. We got a promo from Ricky Starks. He declared himself the AW World Title Eliminated Tournament. Gina, five weeks without Ricky Stark. Were you wondering what happened to him as well? Because <laughs> then he pops up and goes, No, no, I'm here. I was just, I just kept telling myself, <laughs> you know, positive thoughts in the back of my mind. They're building him up for something. They're building him up for something. I was like, They've got to bring him back. Oh, I was so pleased to see him come back, for sure. Yeah, well, in the main event, Samoa Lowe beat Gates of Agony and Khan's abs still hurt me. That man is just made of stone. Uh, November 9th, Dynamite, yeah. our boys FTR and the Acclaim beat the Guns and Swerve and the Glory to start the show hot. Billy Gunn jumped strictly in the Helen match, looking for revenge. Full Gear World Title Eliminator, Eddie Kingston. Remember Eddie Kingston, everybody? He lost to Ethan Page. <laughs> Eddie has only had 20 matches in AEW and more than half on YouTube. I mean, again, I'm not going to piss a moan about AEW, but that's just not good enough, is it, Jackson? Definitely not. No. No. Well, what's the reasoning? Well, I think Tony hates (laughs) professional wrestling. (laughs) I'm I'm starting to believe this myself. (laughs) I really... I really do. I don't understand what the fuck. Mm. He's, he, unless he's changed yeah. his dealer. He's changed his dealer in the past six months. 
and it really fucked up stuff at this moment in time. Uh, we... Yeah, now he's kind of handled Tony it. Just has, Tony just has too many, and he's like, oh, shit, I forgot. I've got Eddie. Like, where, oh, shit, where has he been? Oh, I better do something quick. Just chuck him on a, on a show randomly. <laughs> Literally, that's what it feels like sometimes. Uh, we've got TNT champion Wardlow with Samoa Joe answering open challenge by Devon. Of course, uh, it was a devastating powerbomb Cynthia that finished it. He called out powerhouse Hobbs and vowed to win all the titles in the company. This provoked a shot to the back of the head by Ring of Honor TV title by <laughs> Joe. Oh no! Who put Wardlow out with a clean the clutch while Hobbs watched and thought, what the fuck is going on? Uh, can people stop turning on each other? All right? Can we just get along for at least one dynamite? I mean, <laughs> I really don't understand. Did, did Tony just wake up and go, do you know what was a great idea? Let's have Joe be a bad guy. And they're all like, oh, but Joe's like a face at the moment. Like, you know, working the Wardlow. Yeah, Wardlow needs an opponent. That's fine. Oh, but... We've got Will Hobbs. Yeah, don't worry about it. The, the, the audience won't uh, care, so it's fine. And they've just done it. It just literally feels so fucking random. I really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, part of me was thinking, like, if Wardlow hadn't said that line, you know, something like, um, he was the like, strongest like he said, there. Like, there's or... no one to challenge him or something. Yeah, if he hadn't <laughs> said that, then would Joe still have been on his side? Or was it that split? Was it that line that made him go, what? Turn around and look at me. Hello, I can probably <laughs> beat you. Yeah, but if it's one line, so was it, if Wardlow kept his mouth <laughs> yeah, shut, would we fucked. have not got that? But... Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Well, well, people one judge one me on what? Like, <laughs> like Joe, Joe, Joe gets offended easily. Clearly, it's clear. Well, <laughs> unless I'm about to say, unless Wardlow's a massive cunt. Because if you look at MJF, <laughs> if you look at Samoa, people just can't fucking stand him. Do you know what I mean? The pinnacle. <laughs> no, no Wardlow. I, I, I mean, was... do I think that? Do I think that we're going to probably get quite an epic, like triple threat match uh, between all three? Yes, but do I understand the reasoning behind Joe turning? No, I don't. And Joe, I'm normally behind you, but <clears throat> bruv, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, I've got to say, Samoa So the Lowe... week before this, Will Hobbs rushed the ring, right? And he yeah. pushed Joe back. And Joe side-eyed him just a little bit there. And I was thinking right then, that can't be reasonable. enough. <laughs> 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 All he did was tell you to back back exactly. so he can take off. What the hell are you mad at? So... I mean, Joe, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't just get bitch slapped in the face twice by LA Knight, did you? So what what could you possibly be so wound up about? He's like, you're 30 seconds late. That's it. We're done. We're, we're done forever. Right. <laughs> Sick of this dude. Uh, he definitely had an argument with the wife and was like, I can't take it out on her when I get some shit. Take it out one on more person. <laughs> one more person says something horrible to me. And I'm going to snap. And then Waldo <laughs> says that. Joe's like, I fucking told you. Uh, I've, I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, that's been done. But unfortunately, like we say, Samoa low, no mo. <laughs> See, it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad. I awesome. didn't like the whole, like, War Joe thing. Like, they didn't need to be partners. Yeah. Yeah. They have singles titles, you know? They, By the way, Joe's belt looking way less important. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, yeah. Since he walked this with 
It's hard to make your TV title look important now that you yeah. want a TNT title. But hey, let's move on. Yeah, and then like, <laughs> and, yeah, it's just it's really confusing because you've got two champions here, but like, how how are you going to have them both going off against each other? Because of uh, other way, uh, either way, you're going to make their titles look really like downtrodden, and it's not exactly like either of these titles have had the best of screen time or run right now so (laughs) I mean I personally wouldn't have put these two in any form of feud or match I would have had them put in separate matches and feuds where it actually feels like you know we could try and elevate these titles a bit more um remember Tony forgets how much how many how many other wrestlers he had (laughs) backstage to use that he'll remember in two weeks time oh shit I couldn't put I could have done this (laughs) the annoying thing about it is like we're, and again, spoiler alert, maybe for anybody, but it's like we're going to get Swerve turning on Lee. We're going to get Hater and Baker turning on each other. We're going to have so many more turns. I mean, don't forget that. Don't forget that <laughs> Athena has kind of like turned all turn. heel as well. So we're just a lot of different tur- <laughs> like different turns right now. Like, Tony, calm, calm it. Let them build up some form of relationship first so that we can actually be devastated when a, a turn <laughs> happens. But when you do it every other week, it kind of gets to a point where we're starting to read who's going to turn on yeah. who as soon as we see a, a, a brand new United team come together, you know? It's you really They're even Team Guevara and Jericho now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they have to, uh, they, they you know, can't help it. You know, He's going to go up to Dax. You know, seriously, they can't do that. You know, you, They've already uh, done the tease with, with but, the other little but, punk. You have the little kids. Yeah, then you're gonna, you're gonna have like Wheeler Utah turn on the Blackpool Combat Club, and right. then you're gonna get like um. Then you've already had Daniel Garcia turn his back once on the JAS. You're and gonna have someone else like he's got. Is now also like acting like he's interested in tag teaming with John Silver. So there's like a potential turn there. Tony, stop it now. <laughs> Exactly, Hookhausen. Whatever happened to Hookhausen? They didn't even get together to break up. Like they just went their separate ways. You expecting Dax? You know, Tony asking Dax to turn on Cash. That's what he's getting. I've got a great idea. That's what people want to see. They want to break up. Nah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. Well, we'll see what happens there. But Tony Schiavone oversaw a face-to-face between Britt Baker and Sarai uh, after the announced her long-awaited return to the ring. An emotional Sarai. Now she was cleared. By the doctors, while Baker took exception to her walking into AW and taking advantage of it. Uh, Paige, I say Paige, Sarai called Baker's star power into question, claiming a match with Sarai would be the biggest of her career. I want to see this match, but the promos, man, I wish they'd been in the same room sometimes, it feels like. Because one week, Britt with a fantastic one, and then Sarai's off. This one, Sarai was going to be good, and Britt was somewhere fucking else. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on, but it is great news. Five years we've waited for Paige slash Sarai to be cleared, uh, and we're finally going to see her in action. It's going to be great, uh, and I just hope she's as good as she once was. Uh, And like I said, an absolute kind of game changer when it comes to women's wrestling. Uh, Gina, this can only be a good thing to see Sarai versus Baker, plus another women's match on a pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm definitely happy about another card being on the pay-per-view for like a woman's match because um, we do have a lot of talent back there and I don't really like it when they're like, okay, so we have a big pay-per-view, we have all these women backstage, let's give them one match and do a 
10 woman tag and just bung a, a bunch of random women together to give them an eight minute match. Um, so it's nice to see like three separate matches. And to be honest, I'm not mad at this. I think with Soraya's sort of return to wrestling and introduction to AEW, I do think Brit is a good kind of first um, storyline angle to go into with because, I mean, let's face it, we, it's not that we wouldn't be interested. We would be interested if she would, if Brit came in, uh, sorry, Soraya came in and her first feud was with the great Madison Ray. We, I, if I was seeing that on Full Gear, I'd, I'd be questioning it. So I do think that like it's great having Brit as her first opponent. It does give you that um, kind of worry, though. Are they going to sink um, Brit here, or or is Saraya going to get the win right away? It's exciting to get this opportunity to even think about it because obviously none of us thought she would come back to wrestling. Yeah, so it's great to uh, finally get a battle. Like I said, we'll talk about the match. Uh, a little bit more in a bit. We get Jay Lethal beating Trent Beretta. Jeff Jarrett, of course, appeared and cut a promo putting over Lethal Dutton Singh. They couldn't help throw a jab at Braun Strowman, Triple H, and <laughs> WWE just in case. So random. Just in case you didn't remember what the kind of bigger and frankly better wrestling show has been of late. Like I said, proper WCW in 2000 with that promo. Uh, but luckily, Moxley ha- had a better one. Asking who exactly is MJF, saying I've seen the devil, I've met the devil, I've looked in his eyes, dude, you are not that. Uh, everything you've done to this point <laughs> has been easy, uh, Moxie said. Uh, and again, really, really good stuff from Mox. Jamie Heater beat Sky Blue. The course to save after by Tony was never in doubt. I wonder if you can bet that. Do you think we could make money? Right. By... <laughs> they do DraftKings. Do they have a DraftKings <laughs> question for run-ins? Or whatever. Like I know they promote draft. My gosh, or interfere interference. That would be so great. <laughs> yeah. Win so much money. Yeah. We'd be millionaires. <laughs> I'm gonna do a drink on the game, I'm alcohol poison. I already told you, Jay. We'd be over it. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, if I just drunk every time someone ran in, it'll be just take a take a take a sweep. Yep. Whew. Uh-huh. Yep. Good times. You know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be like, you know, like sleeping on the couch, falling asleep on the couch because I just end up getting way too drunk if I did that. <laughs> you find yourself in an AA meeting and you'd be like, what's your issue? I've been watching too much Dynamite. Uh, that's, that's, no, seriously, that's... my boyfriend will actually start forcing me to go to an AA meeting if that was the case. Too much AEW in a system. That she... <laughs> Uh, the main event, best two out of three falls match, Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. Guevara attempted to outthink Danielson by getting intentionally disqualified. Uh, even the match, one fall apiece moments later by targeting the head. The American Dragon submitted Guevara for the half-fault victory. Two falls, two one. Good match. But I don't know if any of you guys know, Taz has been having a blast on commentary. All night this time round, but even yes. the pitch and pitch stuff, like him and Tony, talk about sexual chemistry. I think the same going on with Taz and Tony as well. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The way they I mean, you, could also, you could also argue the fact that like Taz and Excalibur has some form of like you know pent up uh, <laughs> hostility. I don't know what you would call it, not um, hostility, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they're definitely saying it, but they always seem to be enjoying themselves at this moment mm-hmm. in time. So that is a positive, I will say. 
But on to Rampage. Uh, November 11th, uh, Jungle Boy challenged Luke Soros to a steel cage match at full gear, which he accepted. Well challenged tournament matches. Brian Cage beat Dante Martin. Bandido beated, uh, beat Roosh. The self-proclaimed TBS champion held an open challenge. Nyla Rose was playing up to a comedic side a lot more. She posed like Jade and even stole a finisher to pick up the win against Kayla Sparks. Uh, and again, this is quite good, Jackson, because we've actually seen a little bit more from Nyla Rose. Even if it is like stealing of a title, we used to beat, yeah. but we are seeing a bit more comedy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got to admit, I've been finding Nyla Rose very entertaining with this whole, oh, I know I'm not the champion, but I'm going to go around acting like I am the champion sort of routine. Um, do I think it's gone on a bit too long? Yeah, I I think that, like, by now, sorry, Jade called, called it outright in her latest promo. Tony, what are you doing? I am the champion, and you have done fuck all in getting my belt back. Like, if that was, you know any guy with the with the AEW championship for that long, do you really think Tony wouldn't have gotten involved already and been like, look, give her give him the belt back? So I do think it's gone on a bit too long to the point where we can actually start questioning Tony's authority and lack thereof that he has within his company to control his employees in not uh committing theft. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh I do think that once both Jade and Nyla get in the ring, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an awesome match. But um, for Nyla, this has been, you know, good content for her. I do think she is funny, um, but I just think it's gone on long enough now. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And this week's Rampage main event, saw Orange Cassidy defend the AW all that championship against the Factories, Lee Johnson. Moving on to the last Dynamite, November 16th, Claudio Castanoli and Brandon Donaldson. <laughs> Weird, I got Brian's name wrong. Versus Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Castanoli applied a sharpshooter and forced submission to extend his recent streak over the champ at 2-0. and Anthony Bowens lost to Swerve, who looked like a complete superstar in this matchup. Honestly, yeah. especially when he Hit Row, him, especially when Hit Row are going by themselves, and you're thinking, ah, oh, imagine putting a Swerve with that at this moment in time. He'd, he'd be... In title contention within six months, he might in AEW, but like I said, Swerve man is just. God I think damn. you should give it time. If this page, just I feel you like said. if they do, they make right decisions. <laughs> right, if they make the right mm. decisions, they still have a chance to be a champion here in AEW. Yeah. Yeah. And like, but I think he is, like you said, when you just get him in that ring and you just watch him, like you said, the confidence and everything, like you all, like you mentioned when we first saw, just has star written all over him. And uh, even though mm. I'm not necessarily a biggest fan of this angle. He has been killing his role in it so far. Yeah, without a doubt. We'll yeah, see. I I have to agree. I mean, he's got like you know, um, was it mainly mainly in NXT? He was kind of really known as Swerve Scott. Uh, but he he's just got that absolute sort of swagger style about him from his uh uh clothing to the way that he carries himself. Even coming out in the ring, he's got an excellent entrance music. Um, he's just got that overall star power that kind of commands your attention uh, in the wrestling ring and when he's doing a promo. So even though, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not sure on this angle that they're going at with him at the moment. I'm still finding it entertaining because I just love everything about uh, Scott. Yeah, really, really good stuff for him at this moment in time. Uh, Samoa Joe joined Tony Schiavone to try and explain <laughs> to all of us why he would betray the war dog. 
Uh, he said, striking first rather than being the victim. If that's the case, you'd just be beating up everybody. Would you just be walking around, just slapping, oh, well, I don't want to be the victim first. Uh, but this brought out powerhouse Hobbs, and then Wardlow with speared Joe and instigated a three-way brawl. Locker room emptied, and then the TNT champ launched himself over the top, wiping out Joe, Hobbs, and the rest of the AEW competitors before standing tall. To be fair, Wardo did look quite cool, but it's amazing to think how much momentum he has lost since beating MJF, what was it, a couple of pay-per-views ago. I mean, it's this down to bad booking. Like, what would you say? Because I feel like he really has had a dip, and I'm not entirely sure that it's completely Wardlow's fault. I just don't understand how how we managed to kind of mess this up a little bit. Yeah, it just... I, I really don't understand kind of, you know, how they, they yeah. drop the ball so much. <laughs> you know, like, I yeah, know like, up with Joe, Monty, but... what do you think? Like, do you... Do... Do you understand, uh, do you also agree, Monty, about the, like, dip with Wardlow? And do you have any idea as to kind of really what kind of caused this, whether or not it's down to booking, whether or not it's the people he's kind of had the bookings with? I'm not sure. Yeah, so it's a mix. But I think it's definitely down to the booking. They booked themselves. They made him look so dominant in the in the MGF, MJL feud that I think uh, – since he looked like that dominant to where he was unbeatable for a while, it was hard for them to give him, or at least in their mind, they haven't found the right contenders, like you mentioned, to actually look like a threat and actually make a storyline out of, like like you mentioned, until now, and, it, and like we said, they're scraping this story together right here. So until now, he hasn't really had any storylines about any of really of his TNT matches other than the fact that I guess he's been feuding with people that we all figured that he would beat you know, if everything was, if the rules were all square for the most part. So it's just like the way he's been handled, like, and then we all, we have to, we always mention this. It's also that shuffling of how consistent he's on TV. A lot of the people that, that you have a lot of prominence or you know what's going on with them, they're on TV almost every week. It doesn't matter what's going on, whether it's Jay, whether it's Jericho, you know, the Brit Bankers of the world, you know, they, when, they, when they have their time, you know, that they're going to be on TV pretty much every week, whether it's a a, a, seg, a backstage segment or a video package. And I think Wardlow, like you mentioned, disappeared. He'll have a match, a throwaway match on a rampage or a match that we know he'll win, where he just do his powerbomb symphony and go away or whatever. So it just it's like like the Davari situation. Like who who in their mind believed that Davari had a shot? No one did. No one had. No one believed. Most people on this roster at this point have a shot against him. So I think that put them in a corner where they can only book him against people who are seems like legitimate threats. And uh, I don't know. I just think they haven't done a good job of doing it. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Where you see Doctor Britt Baker DMD cut the promo of her career out of a showdown with Rise, saying she held. The company up during a pandemic. Soraya's not going to come walking in and taking her spot. We get an AEW World Trios Championship match. Death Triangle beat Top Flight and they are Fox. This is Darius's first match in seven months. Uh, then we find out afterwards the Elite will face Death Triangle at full gear. And again, I appreciate the effort, but this whole kind of mystery with the Elite kind of not Bray Wyatt level, you know. But again, <laughs> at least to try and say, you know, bless their hearts. I mean, I I feel like 
overall disappointment um, in terms of just how everything at this at that moment was kind of laid out. So hear me out. Um, first of all, Top Flight returning, like before his brother had gone off injured in the first place, like, you know, Dante and, and um, oh, I've gotten the brother's name. Darius. Darius. Darius, thank Darius. you. Darius. Darius. Sorry, that was hilarious. Okay. So they, they actually were, were get, picking up some traction, especially when it was, you know, during the look, the sort of lockdown era, they, they had some really great matches. And so I was kind of disappointed that we just randomly got told there and then that night that Top Flight are returning and they're having a match. Uh, secondly, I've forgotten their, their partner's name, but I, I would have put them with someone a bit R more prominent. Like, where was Matt Seidel? You know, like who had been working with Dante and even Top Flight for where a bit, you know? Uh, <laughs> where yeah, where exactly. is he? <laughs> That's a good point. So, yeah, he's forgotten yeah. But like, again, so my disappointment was overall that like we kind of just wasted like a really decent, what could have been a very decent six-man tag. Um, no offense to the other guy whose name I've already forgotten, even though you've just told me, but it just would have like had a bit more a story to tell that top flight are back and top flight are I think coming. His name was Alicia Fox. Fox. Was... Alicia Fox. Oh, <laughs> 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 no, I'm reference. Let's go. And then, like, it just kind of felt very lazy. Like, you know, we all had our inkling that the elite were coming back. Like, you, you, Tony, approved those promos of of you know them <laughs> in the past few weeks, and yet you just you just decided to go. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Let's just have them like show up on the graphic and just confirm it that way that's no, just literally was like i found this new function on on my on the powerpoint <laughs> presentation and i swear to god i gotta use it i'm using it yeah <laughs> yeah it just it just felt very incredibly disappointing because even though we all kind of knew that something like this would have come if the booking had been better for death triangle then this would have been like you know even better of a surprise for us yeah. Yeah. um so yeah i just felt it was just lazy overall la lazy sort of like editing and stuff yeah but i couldn't even that... get a video package promo English, <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> at least some type of promo via satellite I, that, it, <laughs> that really would have worked like i still actually liked the whole sort of sanos click and disappear and take the elite all out sort of like little promo that happened a few weeks ago so you couldn't even be bothered to do something like that. You just like had Pac say a, a couple words, and then all of a sudden, like we just saw it come up on the teleprompter or whatever. That, it was just yeah, lazy. That would explain a lot of wrestlers in AEW if Tony is just clicking his fingers and they do disappear. I mean, not for five years, but like you know, it's been quite a few months for a certain other talent. So I suppose he might have that. That's what he did to Matt Seidel. Yeah, like, yeah but half of the wrong, Ruby Soho, you know, just all these people, Mercedes Martinez, oh, just everybody. She came back. We saw her. He, uncl he unclicked his fingers on Mercedes. Yeah. Uh, yep. We see full gear, well title, eliminate tournament match, Bandido losing to Ethan Page. They're trying their best with Ethan Page here. Tony Storm overcame the challenge of Anna JAS and scores a submission win uh, with a Texas Cloverleaf. Jamie to the ring after the match, come face to face with the victor, talking trash. Bit weird the champion needs a warm up match rather than a challenger, but hey, 
<laughs> it doesn't Truth. really matter. And in the main event of Fired Up, John Moxley hit the ring with William Regal. And of course, um, challenged his opponent to show him something special in Saturday for Stokely Halfway. And the firm hit the ring. The Hills attacked to him. Jeff made the save. Another tense verbal showdown between champion and challenger concluded with a show. And Moxley standing tall as the podcast faded to break. There was... <laughs> Moxley did do a mic drop on MJF and then went to walk out the ring and then obviously remembered he had to do a face <laughs> I to gotta face. come back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do, 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 Yeah, I did question. Did he forget that he's still got, you know, maybe half a promo left to do or something? I don't know. Oh, shit. Um, and again, Mox was a little bit over his words um, at some point in time here, which again, I'm not saying, you know, anything was great to have Mox healthy, but again, talk about the pressure and the stuff on his shoulders trying to sell this match. A lot of punk references, especially especially by uh, MJF saying the greatest trick the uh, devil had pulled, making the world think he didn't exist. Of course, when he said that, people were saying we're going to get CM Punk back. Imagine that <laughs> punk returning. I really doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm starting to just feel like maybe Mox is a little bit tired and just needs a break. Like the man still hasn't gone on holiday. Let the bro go on holiday, man. Like he just needs some time off. You know, he he, he also said about Sunday instead of a uh, yeah yeah Sunday. yeah yeah. <laughs> He screwed up one time and let it go, and then he had to flat out ask me, is it Sunday or Saturday? <laughs> someone just phoning it in. Just like, when do I when do I drop the title to you? Is it tomorrow? <laughs> is it Sunday? I don't... <laughs> right. <laughs> no, Mox, you're not meant to say. Uh, and then finally, Rampage, November 18th, or full, what do they call it? Full Gear Friday or something like that. Full Gear Friday Rampage. Well, that's going to make me want to oh. watch it. Uh, the show <laughs> opened with a scene of mayhem. Mayhem, I tell you. As Starks and Archer began fighting in the backstage, they luckily fought towards the ring. They're going into the crowd and then back into the well, ring where they're meant to actually fucking wrestle. Ricky got the win with the spear, uh, but you can see why Lance enjoys Japan more. Uh, Gina, your man Ricky here. First, <laughs> first match since his injury. Um, <laughs> coming back. What do you think of his chances in the tournament? And he beat a big um, man in Lance. We saw how good Lance was in the G1. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, to be honest, it was especially with the way that Rampage started out with them just backstage. They weren't even in the match where he wasn't even in his like ring gear and they were already fighting. It kind of seemed like, uh, I think Ricky's going to lose this one just because of the size difference and the hits he was taking backstage and when they did eventually get into the ring and the the bell started like they just moved the match back outside again <laughs> so they were just causing carnage um i do think the way that um ricky won was clever because again the size difference here would have made you assume that lance would have gotten this win so i think it was clever that he he you know hit the spear which he does sometimes use as his like finisher um, and then turn it into a roll-up. So I think that, like, kind of, it made a little bit more sense on, oh, the, okay, that's how Ricky would get the win. I'm not saying that he couldn't outright <laughs> beat Lance, but, with again, with the way the match started and the battering he took um, yes. at the beginning of the show before they were even in the match, it is surprising, like, how is Ricky going to win this? So um, I do think it was clever how 
they did this match and how they got to that conclusion. Yeah, well, it's a bit unfair, especially with Ricky injured. They go, yeah, pick him up for the Roshan Bow as a finish, which <laughs> it's like, um, can, can we just do the spear? I, I, could not, I could not see that being executed well. Yeah, it's not. So it's going to end in tears, as my mum used to say. Uh, so we get the FTW match, Stokely Halfway, uh, tripping Hook to cause a distraction for Moriarty to have control. Uh, but Hook still managed to pick up the win with Red Rum to extend his winning streak. Just do something with Hook, right? I know you don't want him with Dan Housen, but give him like check. Moriarty is not bad, but he needs to be start doing something. I mean, because... no, the, the the match the match was actually good. Yeah. I have to get. Yeah, we were actually commenting um, on this today, weren't we? Yeah, uh, just you know, just saying that you know, for once, like Hook looked like he was having to put a lot of effort into the match. Um, you know, analysing his own opponent and trying to counter. Um, so I, I think that it was a great match. But again, this left this match did leave me with the same feeling, James. Of you know, like come on, do something more with Hook now. Yeah. You know, you've had a you've had a while for this. You've given him some prominent status, even having him in a tag team match with Action Action Bronson. Do more now, you know, like don't don't. Especially because this match went hard as yeah. well, but it was yeah. just such a random match put together again. Like, oh okay, hooks back, and just, oh okay, he's playing. If they had built we a line here, but what we were discussing about Wardlow earlier and like how popular he was, and then there was an, that instant dip, and it, you know, a lot of us are talking about it being down to bad booking. Don't let that happen with with someone like Hook. He is still quite young. Uh, there is a lot that you can uh, you'll be able to do with him, but right now he is on on a, a real hype. So don't lose that, you know. So do something, please. Do yeah. something with him. And also, you've got you know potential for you know t-shirts and other things. He could lose his temper. And he could be off the hook. Do you know what I mean? He could be hooked on a the feeling. There's, there's loads of stuff you could use oh, with a hook name. This is stuff that can be done, you know, so I don't understand. Uh, yeah. We get Athena attacking Rain, and she was posing in the corner to get the action going in their match. Uh, she continues to show more of a new heel persona. She began to make her opponent suffer, and us. Athena got the win and attacked Aubrey Edwards afterwards. Mercedes Martinez returned to chase her away, but Jaxie, you were well pissed off about this. I was. Uh, right. If I don't get a future match of Athena versus Ref Aubrey, like, you know, I want Ref Aubrey to come for her. Come for her, Ref. You know, she, she. this is the first time anyone's actually, like, really physically attacked uh, Aubrey. Like, well, let's not include, like, you know, Aubrey and Jericho's uh, love-hate relationship because they, they act like a pair of siblings. But, like, yeah, with Athena, like, really forcefully pushing Raph Aubrey, I lost my shit. I was like, oh, how dare you, girl? Um, I did get a little bit excited at hearing Mercedes Martinez come back, but I also was like, where the hell have you been? You know? <laughs> so it's when Excalibur again, it says they're injured, Tony, you go, man. bollocks. They're not being fucking injured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Tony's only just remembered that they, he actually signed her. You know? <laughs> that sort of thing. I was excited to see that. Um, I th- I feel like Athena has had a certain amount of aggression and it actually worked quite well in this match to actually start really kind of seeing her come across as a heel, um, especially with that Ref Aubrey move. Bitch move there. That was a bitch move. 
but uh yeah well I'm still kind of a little bit skeptical we'll see how things go like if we're actually going to get a decent sort of like amount of screen time with Mercedes Martinez like sort of coming back into it fine like do that I'm happy with that but let's not forget about her like two weeks later and you know just click our fingers again yeah uh, and then we got in the main event Eddie Kingston got to face his dream opponent where him and Ortiz battled Monty, you're going to have to help me out here because it was Akiyama the right way to say his June, name. June Akiyama. June Akiyama. Yeah, June Akiyama. Fine. Yeah. And um, can... <laughs> Takeshida. Takeshida. Yeah. There you work go. That. Gonna work there you go. It, yeah. Slow it down. You did good. That was decent. It was yeah, way that was good. That was not bad. <laughs> that was not bad. You're getting better. You're getting better. Kazuchika. Yeah. Okada. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna say it like that? Wrong one, James. Wrong one. My bad. That's on me. That's on me. Uh, <laughs> DDT, not New Japan. <laughs> yeah, well, this was a hard-hitting affair that ended when Team DDT scores a win with Akiyama pinning Ortiz. But the crazy thing, again, you know, getting used to New Japan. Of course, we've got other wrestling companies. In J- we had All Japan. I don't even know if that's a thing mm-hmm. anymore. I'm showing my age. Uh, of course, Noah. <laughs> people like that. DDT, which I know because Kenny Omega, no, no, I'm not here. no, no, Co- well, Kenny Omega, if you want to look up some, you know, we talked about the bunny earlier, Google yeah. Kenny Omega, some of the pictures he took of DDT, oh my God. Um, and <laughs> I remember Kota Ibushi wrestling, wrestling a blow-up blow doll, doll, which is one yep. of the greatest fucking matches of all time. It's a fact. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> and Abushi pulled it off too. Oh bucks. my god! Well, you know you talk about you can wrestle with brute. Like honestly, and the, and the, the Canadian destroyers. <laughs> but anyway, talking about Akiyama. Oh, you need to go check out the yeah, last protege of Giant Baba, which yeah. for me as a I want to call myself like a historian, but Giant Baba, when you hear like a connection to him, it's just wow, man. Um, how much yeah. do you know about Akiyama? Monty, obviously you know so much because you're the Japanese expert. <laughs> well, see, and and that's why I, I'm going to, you're probably going to revoke my, my, my status here. If that's what, if that's what you, yeah, because I'm not, I, I don't know a whole lot about him other than the fact that I know he's had classic matches for a long time that I've seen clips of myself. But I cannot say that I ever watched it or any any of that type of stuff like uh, like Eddie Kingston has, you know. Uh, but I just know he's been. Uh, but you mentioned all Japan. That's basically where a lot of that tenure of where he, you know, uh, you know, he was the president there. He was the co-head Booker. So I guess they kind of give you a perspective on <laughs> on how Akiyama, how exactly how important Akiyama was to that to that company. You know, uh, but yeah, uh, he's currently in DDT. He's been doing this a while now uh, in DDT. And, uh, yeah, he's a legend. He's just he's one of those names. Like, I, I think Excalibur and the guys actually did a really good job of explaining where you would kind of uh, fit his him in on the timeline when it comes to Japanese pro wrestling. But he's definitely uh, uh, one of the greats. So it was a, it's a, another one of those times where it's an honor. And I'm pretty sure most of the people watching had no clue about just how much of an honor I guess it was. But yeah, man, it's just like, for example, to watch him do his Exploder uh, Suplex, which is something he kind of made famous, and just people in America looking at it like it's a regular 
He's using Sammy's sandwiches. move. He's using yeah, yeah, exactly. When that he made the damn move. <laughs> Even though I, even though I definitely can't even say that I know much about uh, this wrestler either, I think the one thing that Eddie Kingston does so well is he provides the hype for his opponents. Oh, yeah. He gets you so excited. Like I actually felt to myself, damn, this guy must be so freaking important with the way that Eddie Kingston is talking about him. You know, um, that's one thing I love about Eddie Kingston. Not only can you. Can you really genuinely truly tell that he loves this business? He loves wrestling, but you can genuinely tell his utmost respect for half of the opponents that he faces in just the promos that he gives. And you know, they they should all be promos about him just kicking their ass, but he does it in a way where he's telling you he loves these wrestlers and yet he still can't wait to kick their ass. And you you just get excited just from even that. Yeah, and like you said, they've, they've not used Eddie Kingston right in the past, well, you know, this year, you could argue. You know, I think even the last AEW pay-per-view who was on the kickoff or the countdown show, whatever you want to fucking call it, buy-in. Uh, and like you said, trying to make his matches more important where they should be putting in positions where, you know what I mean? Like, they should be showing how good it is rather than him having to rely on his um, talent for making us care. Because we are all emotionally invested in the Ed, uh, Ed, Ed, Eddie Edwards, <laughs> yeah, in Eddie Edwards, like <laughs> Eddie Kingston. Him too. That's how emotional. He'll use the wrong fucking wrestler, yeah. you know. But um, <laughs> you know, what I mean? but Eddie Kingston. I must admit, you know, it's, it, it's still quite disappointing to only see Ortiz and uh, Eddie Kingston. I know that you know things still haven't been reconciled between. Santana and Ortiz as of yet and I really don't understand what's going on in the situation there but if there is anything I can say um, about them it's that they were the first AEW tag team that I really loved um, and I really saw something special in and I'm just very disappointed to to hear that things still haven't been reconciled whether they'll be reconciled between them. Um, it's sad to hear not just to hear that their friendship is possibly you know not uh, like over but potentially you know we wouldn't ever get to a chance to see them as a, a tag team champions at least once so um, I just wanted to kind of put it out there that I'm still thinking of Santana I'm not sure whether or not he is planning to come back to AEW but if he does it and things get reconciled it will be so exciting to potentially see Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston go for the trios belts um, that would have been definitely like a, a hype moment that I would have loved to have seen happen yeah, that's an excellent point. Uh, but that is it for, like I said, Dynamite and Rampage. It's not been the best, I <laughs> will say, the build-up. But we have got all our hopes on this pay-per-view here tonight. Full gear. We're hoping it can deliver. So all that's left to do is run through the card and give our predictions. And, boy, this is an important one tonight. Could we talk about prediction leagues? Of course, next month, we will be doing the year-end uh, predictions along with the uh, winners of the prediction leagues. And at the moment, well, when it comes to bonus league, Jax is on six, Gina on seven, Monty on eight, I'm on 12 there. W Paper League, Gina and I are on five points apiece. Monty and Jax on seven with next week. <laughs> this time next week, guys, 
it'll be a straight up fight between Monty and Jaxie. It's war. Time for... <laughs> Damn. War it's war game. <laughs> In more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's the irony. And tonight, AW prediction league. Well, at the moment, Monty and Gina are on one. Uh, Jaxie's on two. Three. So with these predictions, Jaxie, you have a chance to tie and dash my chances of a win in the AEW prediction league. I cannot believe, actually, that I've got... For sure. <laughs> I cannot believe I'm on three points for AEW. Like, it's incredible when you think there's been four shows and I've got three of them. And to be fair, not to piss you guys off, but it's the show I pay least attention to. So how I'm doing it, I just don't... Now the arrogance flying... <laughs> no, he deserves it because I don't understand what the hell Tony be doing. So you're right, no, man. That's the so fact true. that you Tony, consistently Tony win. Some... <laughs> yeah, I just Tony think, some what would I do friends. if I was a fucking idiot and then I just give my prediction? <laughs> and that is exactly why you're at the top right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. But like I said, Jaxie, so no pressure. I'm not going to put any pressure on you, Jaxie, because I'm not like that. But you need. This win oh, here tonight. Come on now. Much like <laughs> right, you need right. to win next week. But no, no pressure. Yeah, you know? yeah, James. I know. I know. You even reminded me on the previous podcast how, how much pressure I'm under. So you don't need to say the word pressure one more time. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I got this. I got this. Watch, watch me come out on top of both, okay? And then I'll be the overall winner for the year. And then you, you can listen to me talk about my ego. And how well I've pulled it off. Okay. Yes. Well, well. Do you know what? I'm a little bit worried now, uh, but not too much, because, like I said, anything can happen with these predictions. There is eleven matches announced. Thanks, Tony. Free uh, on the right. Free on the buy-in. So hopefully it won't be too yep. bad. Uh, but we'll we'll get started and we'll of course do it in the old-fashioned way. We've all got our predictions. Well. Uh, Jackson, Jeannie, you've both sent your predictions to me, so I know you can't change now. And Monty, you're a man of your word, aren't you? Just trust me. I can't win anyway. Who cares? Yeah. Do you know what? No offence, Monty and Gina. It doesn't fucking matter. Who cares? <laughs> Why? Shit. Who cares? I just care about Jackson. We're just participating. Monty's saying Jesus at this point. Right. Don't matter. Don't matter. Don't fucking matter. Uh, so we start off. Buying the best friends versus the factory. Uh, and I'll start off because we'll go in order like that. I'm going to go for quite easily the best friends because the factory, I don't think, ever win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, what about you? Yeah, I went with the best friends because, yeah, the factory never win. <laughs> uh, Monty, what about you? Yeah, this is a no-brainer, man. Yeah, best <laughs> friends. Uh, and also, it does beg the question, why Orange Cassidy was here and you couldn't make another, no, um, you know, Atlantic title match for no reason, I guess. Uh, they could have threw something together, but whatever. doesn't matter. Apparently, Led Car- he, apparently he's facing a great <laughs> rampage. <so. laughs> yeah, exactly. Nope. I mean, that would have probably been a better... Reason to have had a a, a pre or something, anybody? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird. exactly. Uh, Gina, what about you? Are you going best friends as well, or 
<laughs> yeah, I got the besties winning this. Best friends. Uh, up next, Eddie Kingston versus uh, <laughs> Akiyama. I'm not going to forget his name. You see, I'm I'm, easy, I'm good at this. Uh, Eddie, so Jax, you start with you. Who do you think is going to win this one? I've gone with Eddie Kingston on this one. Um, Eddie needs to get a win. Eddie's always on the pre-show. Uh, he cut an excellent sort of promo sort of after um, Rampage ended and that's what got this match sort of commissioned on to go on to the pre-show uh so i am looking forward to it but i'm going with eddie on this one uh monty what about you yeah same here i'm pretty sure they, they're doing the deal where you saw akiyama look strong and get a victory on you know on television so it just seems right that probably the next night akiyama will take the loss for someone who looks up to him i don't know we'll see but yeah, it's just hard for me to go with Akiyama here. Kind of like similar to similar to when I did against when against Ishii in a similar situation like this, where it's like it's just hard for me to put a lot of stock in Akiyama winning because I don't oh, see what you it. gain out of it. Yeah, what do you gain from imagine Akiyama winning? Ishii. Imagine getting Ishii versus Orange Cassidy for the uh, All Atlantic Belt. That would have been. It would have awesome. been awesome too. Exactly. Anything, yeah. but yeah, uh, it's hard to go up with Akiyama here. Got I think Kingston is the only way. Like you said, he needs a win. He benefits here. There's no point in making him lose another singles match for no reason. And Gina, you the same? Yeah, I've gone with Kingston um, for similar reasons. And for me, I was like, well, they got the win on Rampage. So if there's going to be another match, I think this is for Eddie to get his win over him. But um, I look forward to it because I'm not really familiar with Akiyama. I think like that might be the first match I've seen of him. So I do look forward to seeing him in another match. Yeah, without a doubt. And we get the buy-in, uh, the last match of the buy-in, the Eliminator semi-final, Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks. Uh, Monty, I'll start with you with this one. Ricky Starks. No, no, Gina. Oh. Gina. <laughs> Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. Um, hear me. Just hear me. I just come in. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Um, I choose Ricky Starks oh, yeah. to win. Did did you get that? I did not know you were going to pick Ricky Starks. That's so I kept shocking. You in I kept you in suspense. Right? <laughs> who, who could have guessed it? Right. Uh, yeah, same here, though. I, I like Brian Cage. But, it's, yeah, I like Brian Cage, but I think he's here just for that reason to have Ricky kind of, you know, prevail, even if it's going to be tough after what happened to Ricky after his match. You know, they really tried to, they really tried to stack the deck, it looked like, but... Yeah, I think Brian Cage is still going to take this loss. Yeah, and Jaxie. Yeah, I th- I feel like this is a true underdog story for Ricky Starks. Like he's always like he's always going to have like the not have the upper hand. So I've gone with Ricky Starks on this one because I feel like it's like one of those underdog stories. I hope you and I have gone different on one. Otherwise, it's going to be the most boring predictions. No, Listen, if, if, I have to be really careful and strategic because I've got a lot of pressure on me in case you didn't realise. <laughs> if you have got pressure on you and we have gone the same, then I might change one just to make it a bit more fun. Obviously, Yeah, not... you, change, you change something because if I changed and then I lost to you, I would totally have, like, <laughs> feel like you just set me up for it. So Never hear the end of That'd be great. Uh, I'm going to be Starks on this one. Obviously, uh, Ricky Starks. Next one, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal versus Sting and Darby Allen. This should be, again, quite an easy result. I'm going for the faces, Sting and Darby in this one. I don't know what to expect, where it would be good or absolute clusterfuck. Uh, Jaxie, what about you? Yeah, I'm going with Jeff Jarrett. 
Yeah, I mean, Darby Allen really needs a win at this point. Um, just like, yeah, they they need something. And Sting's only just coming back. So, of course, they're going to do some sort of like big moment with Sting as well, probably. Um, so, I'm, I've gone with them. Oh, if he's not dying off his structure, then I want my money back. Right? You know? Like... Exactly. <laughs> I'm expecting it. Yeah. Uh, Monty, what about you in this one? That's how much the Sting spot has been done. Like, you just, you feel, you feel like this ain't really a Darby and Sting match if he doesn't dive or something, right? At this point, you're expecting it. But, yeah, uh, I'm going with the baby faces also. Here. Part of me was like, they wouldn't make all of this noise to bring Jeff Jarrett in just to have him lose. But I'm like, of course they would, especially against Sting and Darby. And I think Darby, like you mentioned earlier, definitely needs a victory. Uh, because you talk about Wardlow, he's another guy who, as far as is as important, I don't think he... Is even nowhere near on the right. radar, radar where he was when he was TNT champion. So I think yeah, he definitely needs definitely. it. Yeah, I think so. so. Gina? Yeah, I've gone with Sting and Darby as well for pretty much all the same reasons. And to be honest, it's not going to be a bad thing for Jeff Jarrett coming in and then losing. I mean, for him, he's just like, uh, hey, I'm getting some screen time and some more relevance again. So for me, <laughs> right. it's like, why not come here? And it's not like he's going to be in regular matches every week where this will damage his reputation coming into the company. If anything, this is what the fans want to see anyway with the fact that we've got Sting on, on our screens. It's just great to have this nostalgia as well. So, yeah, um, as much as I'm excited to see this showdown between them both again, I, I've gone with Sting and Darby to win. Yeah, I don't think Jeff Jarrett's worried about ruining his reputation. Uh <laughs> 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 Great. Interesting match to see. Up next, Britt Baker versus Soraya. And this, again, is a big, big matchup. The face of the women's division, irrespective of who the champion is, Britt Baker, and has been for the last three years, versus a woman that's not wrestled in the last five. A woman that kind of started the women's revolution, you could argue, in NXT and WWE, Soraya and Paige. Gina, this is a huge match because... This sends a statement of where things will go. Uh, and part of it is very similar to a Darby Allen versus CM Punk match we had about a year ago on pay-per-view as well. I mean, yeah, I this, this match was really hard for me to predict. I was back and forth quite a lot with who I was going to expect to win because in... In every kind of wrestling fan's eyes, they're they're going to want to see Soraya win. It's her first match back after how many years off due to such an injury that none of us thought she was going to come back. So you would expect, no, Soraya is definitely going to win this. But if you want to talk about great storytelling, they really should, shouldn't should have her win this. They should have her lose, probably to Tom, Tom Foolery again, thanks to Rebel getting involved or something. But I definitely think that I've, I've gone with Britt for the win here. Because I feel like they could do a really good long, long storyline in terms of, you know, Soraya losing hair, having to go back to the beginning and working her way through the ranks and then getting back to that top spot to go against um, Britt. And ideally, Britt will be the champ again by then, maybe. And Soraya gets it. I don't know. But I think that would be a better storytelling for this match. But yeah. Yeah, this is a really difficult one to call. So I'm going to go Jaxi first. What do you what do you reckon? Do you know I um that that was interesting to hear you say that, Gina, because um I actually went with Brit as well. 
but kind of not for that reason. It was more the case of the promo, the the last promo that uh, Brett did uh, just before, obviously, we've got Full Gear coming up, really talked about, you know, how much she, like, carried the company and everything like that. And it actually made me realise, actually, yeah, she really is sort of the first sort of women's face of of that division all, all prior to before Soraya came in. Um, and I just, I, I did see it more like actually, yeah, like she kind of needs this win as well. Like Brit's not really been having to like as much luck go uh, there yet. And I felt like with another match going forward that we'll talk about soon, um, that has some involvement with Brit as well. Um, it would come across better if Brit won. So yeah, I've gone with Brit as well. Monty, are you surprised they both gone Brit? No, like you guys mentioned, it was actually tough. So no, I actually, I'm not surprised. I get it. it. I'm the only thing that that made me go in the opposite direction. So I picked Soraya is because it's just from as long as I've watched wrestling, I know Tony is unique. So he could say screw all of what I'm thinking, but it's just whenever someone, it's not even just that it's a comeback match. Like I saw Kushida lose his comeback match to New Japan. But he was in another promotion. He wasn't, you know, done with wrestling completely. And it's just rare. It's the same thing with Punk. He wasn't. He came back from like complete absence from the wrestling business. And you know, we saw what how that turned out. So it's just, I don't. It's just hard for me to see Soraya losing here in her very first match after the emotional, you know, the, with the stuff that we know she went through. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I it'll be a, this would be very unique. Now, I wouldn't be opposed to it because again, it makes sense. I, I, I agree with you guys. It would make a, a decent story, and it would, it makes sense because of what Britt Baker, a lot of what Britt Baker has been saying. But I don't know. It's just hard for me to go. I, I didn't want to go against my first mind or my gut. So I just, I'm sticking with Soraya, and I'm gonna say she's gonna, uh, you know, she's gonna show everyone that she still got it, and she's gonna win. And uh, they still can continue this feud if they want to, uh, honestly. So I don't necessarily think her winning or losing matters in this sense. But I don't know. I'm just sticking with my good there. Yeah, the thing is about it is even though we talk about Punk and Allen and, and thinking, you know, maybe what's best for business is probably winning. But Sarai's been signed to a big money contract to be the kind of the lead of the women's division. And whether she wins the title or not. I think victory over Brit is going to be very important. And I, I look at it more like Shawn Michaels' return back in 2002 against yeah, Triple H. Where, in 2002. You know, like, H. Yeah. get the victory, even if it's like a quick roll-up or, you know, Brit's in control of the match. Right. Sarai gets it. And then Brit, mm-hmm. to get the heat back, yeah. attacks the Go neck. Go on, Nick, and... Yeah. yeah. Stretching exactly. job. Yeah, yeah. People it's, going, you it's, bastards, it's, you know. She she's just it's it's such a difficult one this one because I can actually see how valid your, both of your points are as well and it makes me sort of like think oh god have I gone with the wrong decision but I feel I, this is such a fifty fifty one that is so hard to call at this point um, I feel yeah. like there, there there's a lot riding on this match I think I think we're all going to be watching this match with great anticipation of what the outcome is going to be this is what the predictions are all about <laughs> you know when we yeah. get. Split down the middle? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up next, still cage match. Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Lucha. So, I mean, surely. I mean, Jaxie, surely. This has got to go one way. If Christian comes out and pins him in 30 seconds, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, 
this is um isn't it, isn't it a cage match? Yes, still. Still, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, I, Jungle Boy's got to win this. Jungle Boy's like had so like been beat down so much, and I think like there's like this character change that's been trying to happen with him, and they just need to actually go full blow, blow with it now. And like, this needs to. I, I kind of like don't want to see Jungle Boy in this ongoing, consistent feud with just these two. Like, I want him to go out there and actually have other promos, other matches with other wrestlers. So um, I've gone Jungle Boy, um, and I want him to really just be able to avenge everything that Christian's done at this point. Yeah, without shadow of a doubt. Monty, are you in the same fault? Yeah, 100%. Has to win this match, and like you just pointed out, this has to be at least – well, let's at least take a break from it. They can revisit this when Christian is closer to, from, you know, to come back from his injury, and maybe then him and Christian can actually – fight over this history that they have, but yeah. it'll be nice to see Jungle Boy doing something else now and, uh, you know, getting this victory to finally put Luchasaurus behind him, at least for now, and he can chase a, ch- chase a championship. There's plenty of them to chase at this point. Yeah, well, shall of a doubt. And Gina? Yeah, I've also gone with the same for the same reasons, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Not a lot else to say, you know, like, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah, I don't really have much to comment. I, it's just the same thing as I don't want it, I don't want Jungle Boy to get hit with this stigma of just being a one-trick pony by being stuck in this constant storyline. Wait until Christian's better again, then revisit the storyline, but just kind of end it here and now, I think. Yeah, right. Uh, and then the TBS title on the line, Jay Cargill, the actual champion versus Nyla Rose. And again, this has been more entertaining than it maybe should have been. You know, with time constraints on the women's division as it was. Uh, but again, the straight up fight between the two. Monty, this only got to go one way. Agree. It's just also, it, it's, it, Jade has to win here, not only because of, you know, uh, just how the storyline has played out. It would make more sense for Jade to just reclaim what's hers. Nala was, and I'm not, I don't mind the entertaining side of Nala. I love it. But, Everyone knows when she was women's champion and when, when she was first initially doing her thing, she was a monster. She's the name, she's the beast. You know what I mean? So it's just funny to me how they, even though as entertaining as this as this being, it's funny to me how she seems more threatened by Jade instead of the other way around. Like Jade is not sweating Nala at all, and Nala's a former champion. Like I said, someone who was dominant even for even if it was a short period of time or not as long as it could have been or not as important as it could have been when it comes to her run. So. Uh, again, I'm going with Jay Cargill, though, to retain. It just makes the most sense here. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Gina, what about you? Yeah, same. Jade Cargill to win. I don't see Nyla being the one to break the 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 long reign that Jade's got. Um, it has gone on long enough. I've enjoyed it, but I, I am looking forward to Jade's like next conquest, to be honest. Right, uh, and Jaxie finally with this one. Yeah, uh, obviously gone for uh, Jade too, uh, with the same reasons. I don't think that Nyla should be the one to uh, cause Jake's streak uh, to be lost. I also kind of feel uh, like I agree with Monty in the sense of like I remember when like how much of a a big sort of formidable moment it was for Shida to finally overcome Nyla Rose. Uh, during her uh, reign, and Shida uh, had a great match with Nyla. 
um, you know, at, at one point, nobody knew who was going to actually take the belt off of Nyla. So even though I do like this entertainment side, um, at the same time, like, uh, for Jade to not have any sweat over Nyla as, as an opponent going into this, uh, like, I feel like there should have been a bit more of that just because Nyla is a former champion, um, has actually come across quite well at certain points um this is just more the entertaining factor that's coming into it at the moment um so we'll see what it goes but i feel like this match will go great tonight yeah, that, and then we got the ring of honor world tart on the line yocho chris jericho versus sammy Guevara, brian danielson and claudio castanoli i am gonna go for this one chris jericho it, it's there staring me in the face I can see a four-way match. I know with Sammy, would he turn on Jericho? Would he not? We'll probably get more about Danielson and Claudio going at it uh, with Jericho getting a win. I'm not sure on who, maybe even Danielson to you know continue down that hill route. Because the thing is, we've got a Ring of Honor pay for you coming up in December, so that makes more sense having like a Jericho versus Claudio one-on-one match than it does someone winning the championship right. here. Uh, for for me, anyway, uh, Jaxie, what about you? I've actually gone with Chris Jericho as well. This is my playing it safe card. Um, I I really couldn't see who the belt would change to during this match. Um, and I do feel like this is going to be one of those matches where we where everyone does expect a, a, a title change, but it's not going to happen. Uh, as you said, he's the ultra and he's been running through different Ring of Honor, uh, former Ring of Honor champions now. I think it's going to be someone like that's going to be quite crucial to the potential aspect of Ring of Honor television coming back to TV, who will finally dethrone Chris Jericho. So I think they'll keep the belt on, on him a bit longer. Yeah, I think you're right there as well. Uh, Monty, what about you? Yeah, man, same boat, man. I, I, I'm, I'm sticking with Jericho. I just it, I couldn't get convinced about either side, Danielson's or, you know, definitely. I thought I thought I think we know Guevara is probably going to take the pin or something of some sort, maybe. Or maybe I'm wrong. He could, could not, but still. I don't think he's gonna win, and only only people I would even consider him would be Claudio. But again, we're going back. He was the champion, so it's like, why would you do that now after doing all of this Ocho stuff with Jericho, like you mentioned? Uh, and I just want to say this uh, right real real quick: when you mentioned a comeback for Ring of Honor, I was hoping it'd be three time former three time world champion Adam Cole. But you know, the reports yeah. uh, I'm hearing are not necessarily the best as far as his health. So I'm just really wishing him the best. I hope he get well. But I was hoping that this was all this was to bring back maybe a babyface Adam Cole or something, but because he's one of the most successful Ring of Honor people I can think of. But you know, it's plenty of them. They have a long list of people to go through, so we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, Jericho, I think is going to retain here by hook or by crook, probably by Floyd, something like that. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Gina, what about you? Yeah, again, I've gone with the same. I I played it safe and I chose Chris Jericho again. Like once he said, I couldn't really choose any of the other see see them winning it here um if any of them it probably would have been claudio i guess but to be honest i don't i don't see it i see chris jericho retaining and then we got the aw interim women's title match tony storm taking on jamie hater uh gina we'll start with you what are your thoughts on this uh, I mean, I don't know if this is just like a a biased opinion, but I'm just I've not been wowed by Tony Storm's like run as 
the women's champ like, like others maybe but I just there's just something about it that's just not um not been there for me so for me I'm I've gone with Jamie um I can see Jamie winning it and then it possibly starting the beef and storyline between Brit and Jamie um but I yeah I don't see Tony well, I completely like can see Jamie winning and like kind of you know the Brit feud but the only thing the word that sticks with me is interim because it's still the interim women. Yes. Oh. Thank you. So for me, it's yeah. like. Thank you. Well, Thunder Rosa is going to come back at some point and want a match. Mm. With some the camp. Are they yeah. going to have a lose it? And again, it, it could be right. Brit costing Jamie the chance to win. You know, a bit like, you know, we've, we've seen in recent times, which kind of like, you know, turns Jamie, you know, Mace Hater. There's no mm. doubt Hater needs to be a baby face and they've waited too long yeah. to kind of yeah. pull the trigger with right. her. Uh, and Tony yeah. as champion uh, is just, for me, it's just like, la da 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 Like, going about your business, not really affecting, we need to kind yeah. of change that a little bit. Yeah. But I'm going to go Tony Storm to defend, but it's going to be tough. Like, Jamie will have mm. this one, but Tony will walk out and like mm-hmm. I said, I think we will get Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the proper women's championship, and then the Baker Hater story can evolve into that. Uh, Monty, what about you? Yeah, that's the thing that hung me up too. Is just like if, if he would, if he would have just go ahead and just call her the exact champion, just stripped stripped on the Rosa because she's injured and it's just it's going, you know, it's too long, and they can't wait on her to come back because they keep saying they don't necessarily know. They still don't have a timetable on the comeback. So again, it's like, how long are you going to have this belt? Kind of, and then like, I feel like, like you mentioned, if Jamie wins, then it's kind of muddied warriors, like muddy warriors. He lost the belt, or the situation goes on to where who, like, do like, do you just fight whoever is the interim champion, or do, or if the belt gets passed around, do you fight all the former interim champions? <laughs> like, how does that even work? So it's just like it's such a mess when I started to try to figure it out in my brain how it would work out. So I was just like, you know what? Just let Tony retain. Something don't really feel right. Don't feel like the title will change in this feud either. Because that's another thing. You mentioned the run. What type of stories? The only thing we know is that they spent time together during the pandemic. They lived together in the pandemic. <laughs> and now, all of a sudden, they hate each other. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Because Brit, she, she was not nice to Tony when Tony showed up to work. Like, okay. So what? <laughs> but anyway, that's besides the point. Yeah, I think Tony's gonna retain. I don't know. It just I couldn't pull the trigger on Jamie, even though I, I agree with you guys. It's time. She the fans are already starting to make that decision for yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, yeah when yeah. it comes to Jamie Hayter. Uh mm. Jackson, what about you then? Yeah, see, so it again, this one was a difficult one because I have um I I I feel like I agree with both points that Gina and Monty have made about uh both Tony and Jamie. I have gone Jamie, but more so because so with this whole Thunder Rosa, like, not knowing how long she's going to be off, I just have a feeling that at some point they're just going to get annoyed with this and they're actually going to take the, the interim name off and just say Thunder Rosa will get a chance uh, to go back right. for her belt at some point. I think they're just going to actually give up with this whole interim thing uh, be- because there is no, like, sort of, like, date, set date on, on knowing when she's going to return yet. I think that it will, it's going to get bored really quickly and I can see someone like Jamie winning it and actually not calling herself the interim, but actually saying, no, I am the women's champion and just kind of getting rid of that. I also see an amazing match between Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa when she comes back. Thunder Rosa coming out, 
Costner, you've been the interim this whole time, bitch. I'm coming back, that sort of thing. Like, I can see that happening. So I'm going to go with Jamie on this because I actually think that right now the women's division is slightly suffering and I feel that it's not been the best run for Tony either. And I think pass it on like even Monty said that the, the, the fans are even choosing this and making this decision for for themselves now anyway. So I think maybe just do something with it because right now it's kind of stale. Yeah, it really is stale. Like this match between Jamie and Tony came out of nowhere. Like you guys said, all we know is that they they lived together briefly at some point, you know. So it's kind of like okay, well we know we've got good content of the when will she when won't she turn on her sort of storyline with. Brit going with Jamie so let's put like the belt in that sort of like storyline let's kind of make some some form of importance st- uh, status back on the belt again you know mm. uh they kind of need that because right now no offense Tony B even if you are only seen as the interim you're also kind of not doing much with the belt like it's not had a lot of prominent features so they need to change it up and I feel like they could with Jamie but couldn't that be an argument? I mean, not to start a long discussion, because like I said, we've been doing this quite a while now, but mm. isn't that like just a way of every single championship in AEW right now? You know, when you when you talk about the interim and the CM Punk bullshit with the world title, mm. the the booking of the TNT title with Wardlow, like we say, going off a hill, your Atlantic... I mean, someone needs to direct Tony a little bit better at this point, because like Monty said, I, I don't see why they didn't just kind of like I know it sounds harsh, but like strip Thunder Rosa in the first place when she initially first got injured. You know, uh, Finn Balor had to do it, and he was the first ever champion, and had to do it like 24 hours later after right. he won the belt. You know, like it's not like it's just like uh would would have been seen as oh this is just uh of course you would do that to a woman because you know it's happened to other titles as well it's happened to other uh, wrestlers and they've stepped down and it's not been seen as an interim. And I no, just think that it, this word interim yeah. is not is 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 actually pulling the status of the title itself down. Yeah, but it's every championship. Like so even the Ring of Honor stuff, the two TV champion, the TV champion now, yeah, Ring of Honor, the pure champion, the the world champion, yeah. the tag team champions. It's like how many titles that you can't fit on the show? It's even the trios I mean, title. I mean, it's the same. No, I, even you could say mm-hmm. even the same with the All Atlantic title at yeah. this point. You know, yeah. um, it is just right now. Tony needs to be directed with directing like how these belts get uh, their prominence and and get that status of of feeling important. Um, everything that's kind of lost in in different storylines right now of people turning on e- each other. So it's focused more on storyline and not really revolved around the belts. Well, it's even the case of rather than getting rather than Ring of Honor getting a shot, concentrating AEW. You know, like that's the whole reason we watch Dynamite is for AEW stuff, and it's been so much neglect recently uh, that I'm just hoping this pay per view turns things around. Because even talk about the trios title with the Elite winning, uh, and then obviously being stripped after the kind of debacle. There is going to be. He has said there is going to be a. the, the press conference, wherever it is, after this pay per view as well. So we are got the potential there. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I hope that if, the, if there is going to be a press conference, can we make sure that someone's got Tony, like, uh, you know, a prompt? Uh, can someone be in his ear? I mean, 
I'd rather just have someone in his ear going, can someone take his drugs away before he does something going on? Just, like, you know. we, we just need someone there to watch Tony in the, at this point because of right now, like, we don't want any more, like, bad, bad press coming from any more media scrums. So I cannot believe he's done it. So uh, we have got, like I said, a couple of matches left. The AW Trios title, Death Triangle versus the Elite. Uh, Jaxie, which way would you go in this one? I mean, you, you, there's only one way to go, really. We've got the Elite coming back. If the, the Elite don't come back and claim their titles then like what is the point that this is the ball that you cannot drop so i'm i've gone elite all the way yeah monty what about you yeah i'm in the same boat i think like you mentioned is a not only is it a comeback match but it's really hard and we'll talk about this again in a minute it's really hard <laughs> for me to go with the team that has like a little bit of turmoil going on it's not bad they seem together on the most recent dynamite but Death Triangle low-key has been, you know, having trouble. I obviously want them to go the more heel route. Penta seems to be more in between or not really. He seems to be on his brother's side or, you know, with, with Phoenix. So, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. It's hard for me to go with Death Triangle in their current state, especially with the situation and the fact that they were – these are the, the elite original. This is the elite original reign anyway. So, it makes mm. sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with that, Gina. Yeah, I mean, I've even done my hair in the same style that Kenny Omega had his hair in the graphic. So <laughs> I've gone with the elite tonight. Um, I hey, do Jenny. love Death Triangle. <laughs> yeah, yay, Kenny! But I, I do love Death Triangle, and I do have a soft spot for Pack. So it does hurt me to watch them lose it. But I definitely think that's the direction that they're going tonight. Yeah, I've gone elite as well. And it's weird you say about hairstyles, because I've gone the same hairstyle as Wardlow, uh, the TNT <laughs> champion, who will be fighting Samoa Joe and powerhouse. Uh, Monty, I mean, this match, how the fuck did we get it? I don't care. We're going to enjoy it, though, because it's big, meaty <laughs> men slapping meat. We can't go wrong. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can't go wrong with that, man. Big E put it best. It's something about it, and this is going to be awesome. We know Wardlow, not only is he a big man, he's an athletic freak, so he's going to do something crazy, or at least something that we think he shouldn't be doing uh, as far as with his size. Uh, Will Hobbs is going to impress with his power and presence, and we know what Joe brings to the table, you know, veteran submission skills, strikes. So it's gonna, it should be fun, man, but uh, it's just really hard for me to go with. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't go with the ring, the current Ring of Honor TV champion. Just like I, that don't make no sense, make any sense at all. So I'm just thinking maybe it's out of Will Hobbs and Warlow. And as much as I'm with you guys on the way Warlow's reign is, I just don't necessarily know if this is the time for Will to win it. Now it could, it would work out. It can work out perfectly. Maybe even with Warlow not even getting pinned. But I, I don't know. It's just it's really hard for me to believe that because now Joe has to get pinned or, or you know whatever. So it's like it's weird, you know. When the more I think about it, so I'm just gonna make Wardlow retain in my mind. I don't. I can't really book this. But yeah, let's just stick with that. Gina, what about you? <laughs> yeah. See, I've gone the opposite. I've actually gone uh, Hobbs to win because I think like they need to do something to give Wardlow like a bit of a push onto this screen and like be be hunting for something and here like they've got the opportunity for a powerhouse to pin joe the thing is joe is like 
Joe out, even if he does get the pin. To be honest, I don't think it'll hurt him at all because everyone still knows if you're in a match against Joe, you're still going to get hurt. You're going to get beat, regardless as to whether he loses this or not. Um, so I think he can afford to take the pin and the Hobbs will get it. And that will give sort of Wardlow sort of a bit of a war path to be like, look, I didn't lose my belt. I need to get that back. So whoever I got beat to get back in that path to get my belt back, then I will. So I've gone with that angle. Oh, that's interesting enough. Uh, Jaxie, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I actually went with Will Hobbs too, but for a different situation, like a different reason. I kind of like saw it more like, um, you know, every good story, uh, like there's always a good story involved when you've got like the title on the bad guy and you have the baby face sort of like trying to make the run for it, you know? And, you know, uh, who better to take the, the belt off of Will Hobbs than someone like uh, Ricky Starks, who he's had ish- beef with or issues with right now. And right now, uh, Wardlow is having issues with Samoa Joe. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I, I could I could totally see Will Hobbs capitalising on um, uh, Wardlow's potential win against Samoa Joe. Like, I see a Parabon symphony waiting to happen, and then Will Hobbs just dashing uh, Wardlow out the ring, take and picking up the pin, you know? Um, so, yeah, I've gone with Hobbs. Yeah, I've got to go Wardlow. Like I said, is it the right time for... If Hobbs, if he's going to get his first like championship win, I'd love to happen one-on-one situation, you know, where kind of show... Again, if he does walk out, right. I wouldn't be that upset. But the thing is about, it's, yeah, who gets pinned? And I think uh, Joe Wardlow and Hobbs has more chance Hobbs get pinned in a triple threat match than anybody yeah. else. I mean... Um, that's also true yeah which worries me again it could be you know but then I... again do you know when we were having that conversation just like not too shortly long ago about like how um important any of the titles feel right yeah. now that's kind of how I feel about the fact that Samojo is a uh, ring of honor television champ you know it just kind of doesn't really feel like it's overly important anyway you know so I, I yeah, again I, we could definitely be wrong and taking a big risk here, but I also kind of just see, like I said, with Will Hobbs just kind of like coming in and stealing the win, you know? Yeah. We'll be interested to see what happens. Our penultimate match to pick is the AW World Tag Team Titles, the Acclaim versus Swerve and Our Glory. This is an easy one. Like I said, most of the matches here, I think, you know, have been quite easy to call, mm-hmm. uh, especially this one, because Swerve and the Glory are going to fucking break. Swerve is turning on Lee without a shadow. <laughs> yes. Shadow doubt. And they cannot do that if they're going to be tag team champions. Uh, see, the acclaimed are winning uh, and expect, yes, said Swerve to turn on Lee afterwards as well. Um, Jaxie, what about you? Um, yeah, uh, I don't see uh, Swerve and, and In Our Glory winning this. I, I got the acclaims as well on this one. Yeah. Uh, Monty. Yeah, uh, agreed, hundred uh, percent. There, like you mentioned, so I, that's what I was talking about earlier. It's like it's hard for me to ever bet on a team that's having the type of problems that they have, and it's been so overt about the character switch that Isaiah. I mean, when I but swear then went on. It's so overt at this point to where I'm looking at Keith. Lynn, like, why are you still teaming with him? <laughs> like, like you you claim to try like at the, yeah. you're gonna turn. You're either going to let them turn on you like an idiot, because we all can see it, or 
you need, or you're gonna turn heel yourself. And I just, I've never even seen Keith. We've seen Keith Lee try to be heel, not necessarily his strong suit. So I don't think they should go down that route, honestly, in my opinion. But uh, anyway, I think it's like you mentioned. They claim either way it goes, turn on them on tonight or whether it's later. They're claimed are walking out as tag team. Yeah, Jane, uh, what about you? Yeah, I've gone with the same for the exact same reasons. Yeah, I think, um, like I said, if it doesn't, if Sweat Flock and I walk out, that was champion, we'd be just like, what the fuck? Uh, especially with no FTR at the pay per view, I will just say. Uh, but the main event, the AW World Tour, wow. the changing of the guard as it was, would it be? And I think this will be quite important in AW history. Uh, in you know when we look back on a few years, few years time when MGF's main event at WrestleMania, and they're thinking, why didn't we put the title on him? You know, uh, but who knows what could happen here? Gina, you can be first off for our main event. Who's walking out the world AEW World Champion, Mox or MJF? MJF, definitely. Um, it's definitely his time with the big fuss he's kicked up, not just in like you know, off-screen off antics, but since coming back to AEW screens, he has just made it very, very clear that that is his goal, and I definitely think he will get it. And it's obviously hard not to take into the fact that with the past events that happened, John kind of got roped back into being the, the champ because of shit that hit the fan. So um, I definitely think, and I think he was meant to even be going off for a break at that time, but had to come back for this belt. So with that in mind as well, I've definitely gone with MJF. And I expect, I do expect him to go to his heelish ways. I I have read into this, um, is he turning face storyline? And I think like, it's basically to just help add to the, the match. Everyone's going to think he's going to be this good guy, MJF and win the belt and just show how nice he is and no one's going to expect him to cheat and use dirty tactics in the very last minute to get that win and he's just going to sit there and give the big finger to the audience with the belt <laughs> high above his head, you know? That's what I can see happening. So. And again, if the firm are then in cahoots with MJF, with Stokely Hathaway or anything like that, then it makes, you know, a little bit of sense Apart from, like we talk about, with Ricky Starks or even Paige, for the uh, when it was coming, will it be Paige versus, uh, you know, Hill Page in the firm versus the Hill MJF? Will Mox be able to do it at this point in time? Will MJF be too cocky? But I think I am going to go what you say, Gene. I think MJF's going to show his true colours in this matchup to win uh, the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Jackson, what about you? Um, so yeah, I I've gone MJF, but I've gone MJF like they took uh, during the promo that John Moxley gave. Um, he talked about you know uh, how MJF isn't the devil and all this that and the other. I definitely see MJF using dirty tactics. I actually think he's still in cahoots with Stokely Hathaway and stuff, and I actually just think that they could also potentially just get involved to help screw over. Uh, uh, John Moxley and sort of like you know as soon as like MJF pins him you'll just see that he turns on Stokely and then maybe gives him a hug or whatever like that you know like he's gonna prove and show him that he is the devil 
or whatever um you know and that's using dirty tactics and i just see this ha- that happening so i've gone with mjf for sure and finally plus to clo- give john moxley a holiday <laughs> <laughs> finally to close us out for the predictions monty who's walking out as aw world champion MJF, and I can make the case that he possibly would have been walking out as the champion if Punk, if nothing had went wrong with Punk, and, it did, and Punk was the champion. I can make that case that that's literally how much it just feels yeah. like it's time right now. It just feels like it's time to give him that. Uh, the fact that he's been in uh, AEW this long, and as far as I know, he hasn't won a title, right? Or am I tripping? It's like he got that, he got no, the ring. No, it's just the um, but yeah, he yeah. got the ring, and that's it. That's it. So again, for him to go this long and not be a any any champion at this point in AEW, just no. Nah. And, and then also we also know the bidding war of what twenty twenty four is coming up. So why would like the best? If I'm Tony, give that give him the title for twenty twenty three. Try to sway yeah. him as much as you can. Like it makes you sense, know, so, especially after he's been very open about jumping ship if he needs to. You know, right? Yeah. So it just it just makes sense to keep the, uh, give give him the belt. And let let him run with it and see, you know, how far he goes. And I'm with you guys. I don't know if I'm buying Babyface MJF at all. Uh, nah. But, yeah, I don't think I ever really thought it was a chance that he's literally still calling himself the devil, even if the people – and that's the funny thing about it. It doesn't really, it don't really matter. As long as MJF is MJF, some people are going to love it and some people are going to boo the hell out of him. It's just – this is yeah, not going to yeah. work. So I just don't – I don't want any of his antics to change because we love MJF because the fact that he has been nothing but evil. So – I yeah, think he's going to exactly. show his colors, like you guys said, and MJF will walk out as champion. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. There are, Jaxie, just looking at it, there's three differences between the two of us. So it will be the, okay. uh, it will be the survive. It's going to be tight. Baker match, the Jamie Hayes, oh, yeah. Tony Storm, and of course Wardlow, uh, Hobbs, and Joe. So they're uh, the three uh, matches uh, that I'll be watching. Hopefully they're the first three matches. Watch them really night. closely. Yeah, hopefully they're like the first three matches. I can go to bed at normal time. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, if, if if those are the first three matches and I lose all three, I'm going to bed. <laughs> well, why is it that I kind of want Joe to pull win and have you both lose that match? <laughs> I mean, I, I'd be <laughs> no, that would be funny. As, as long as he didn't get uh, James didn't get the win either, I wouldn't mind that. You know what? That's such a Jackson and Gina thing to say. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope I everybody loses. Like, and they go, "Yeah, it'd be great." Just really nice. We live nice. for it. We live for it. It really would be great if you lost, James. Oh, that means I would win. So yeah. <laughs> well, guys, the only way to find out who's going to win is by tuning in on a Wednesday <laughs> when we do our AW Full Gear Review Show. Who will be the winner? Will it be Jaxie? Will it be James? We'll find out. But that is it for today. We've talked a lot for nearly three hours about AEW and, of course, New Japan. But don't forget, social media, Twitter at the WR Podcast. I'm at the WRJR. You can find the entire WR team on the Twitter banner. Or, Monty, where can people find you? Like you mentioned, on your Twitter banner or at MindMontyPod. On Twitter for as long as Twitter is still here, I'm not. We not. We not sure what the hell going on. Uh, so it's just we're not sure. Why don't you subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mind of Money? So, yeah. Uh, Jaxie, 
Um, yeah, you can find me at Jaxie Scarlet on uh, Twitter. And once that's died, you can still find me on Instagram at the same name. Gina? Same on both platforms. You can find me at Purple Pain. Yeah, we're dubbing our hedge in there, bets, because we're also on Facebook and Instagram, across all Google platforms, if that's still a thing. Send us an email, the Dubbing Our Podcast at gmail.com. YouTube, the Dubbing Our Podcast, with all latest clips and podcasts go at the same time on YouTube. SoundCloud on your phone. Also, Spotify and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. Our next episode, like I said, full review of full gear coming Wednesday. Until then, I have been James Rowlands and I was joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. And it's not going to sound genuine, but I, I wish you luck. <laughs> well, this is not going to sound genuine, but I wish you luck as well. But I really do hope you lose. So, get on. <laughs> this is one of, one of two war games for me, okay? So, I need as much luck as I can get at this point. <laughs> uh, well, about to say... to find out more. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm laughing because next week this will all be directed towards Monty. And again, Monty, yeah. I appreciate you being here and to take all this next week. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, you know, I, I can just pretend like I don't care for now because it don't matter. But, yeah, next week I might get fired up. We'll see. <laughs> so we'll get serious. And Gina, I guess you could be the joker and just sit back and watch the dub in our podcast burn. I mean, I'll be too busy dribbling at Rookie Starks at being in two matches. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I'll try and remember that you guys are having a rivalry. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, until then, like I said, uh, I have been James Rowlands. Thanks for this, everybody, and enjoy AW Full Gear. Bye.